Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for tuning in and listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing why I think Halo Infinite really needs Forge. We don't have all the details about its confirmation being in the game. And I want to talk about that related to the big Battlefield Portal announcement. We have other topics as well. Shadow of the Tomb Raider received a really nice update for PS5. We will be checking that out later today for gameplay and Splitgate crossplay popularity. Out of nowhere, this game is kind of rising from the ashes. It had sort of drifted out of the frame for a lot of people, and now it was so popular, the devs had to do some emergency things that we're going to discuss, and we're going to say and ask the question, does this game have a chance now? And if you're looking for these various topics, you can use the timestamps in the description below. This is a past broadcast if you're not watching it live, and so it's usually about four hours long and those individual sections are quite a bit shorter if you prefer short uploads you can look for sntr shorts this is sntr presents we do a daily live show monday through friday in the mornings it's safe for work it's a nice talk show sort of almost like video game radio a lot of people throw me on in the background and then the afternoon we check out some gameplay so if you really aren't able to catch live streams or they're not your sort of thing you can check out the shorts channel if you'd prefer that if you're a paying member the live Q&A now happens throughout the stream so make sure and submit those questions earlier if you'd like to in the discord the night before when you find out when those topics hit every evening i do a little short upload that short video is sort of the starter pistol if you want to go to the discord and start submitting your questions ahead of time you can do that to sort of jump in line that way you don't have to worry about if there's a repeat question you got in there early now hopefully you had a great weekend if you missed last friday we actually had a really good time in case you missed it we discussed the Battlefield Portal announcement. We talked about how it just, I think it looks crazy. Very, very promising for things that we could do with our community. And that was, I think, a really, really enjoyable time. Also, if you've ever gone back to the past broadcast, this is what the timestamps look like. They're usually down in the description. And you can see all the various topics that we started or discussed. Dead Space Remake was also discussed there. You just click on the timestamp. And then the New World Closed Beta player count continues to rise, actually. We covered that on Friday, and they have since busted through another record. I think I saw 200,000 concurrence. At the time that I recorded that, it was like 190,000. So anytime you come back later, that's the great way to catch those uh, those segments and those sections. We did another From Friday with Dark Souls 3. I finally went. I've already beaten the tree boss off stream, but I beat him on stream for you guys. Took me a couple tries. And then we had a bit of a rough ending. Uh, you, whenever you go to advance into the next area, there's a slight... Um, 
I guess you could say surprise for you. It, it kind of felt like I got <laughs> I got sabotaged by an enemy that trapped me in a wall. And so it didn't end on the greatest note. But then I went and did the Epic Loot Radio podcast with Ginger Prime. If you didn't catch that, we put that link in the Discord. I also made sure to retweet that. That's another reason to start following me on Twitter again. We're starting to connect with people, community managers, and other games for you know when games launch or really cool events and podcasts like that so make sure you're following me on twitter for those alerts and announcements that's that's mainly what we're going to be using twitter for and then last night you know i I did my little short video i said throwing down the gauntlet i said look i i really really think halo infinite needs forge in light of this portal announcement from battlefield but i think it's going to need more than just the ability to edit maps we're going to need that full suite of customization i want to talk about why that is that that video every night it's one minute long it's intended to let you know hey here's what the next day is going to be about that way you can kind of frame the day know what to come in with questions maybe you want to go and read some articles or watch some videos or as i said a little bit ago if you're a paying member you can dive into the discord and get those questions submitted nice and early another thing to do anytime you come to the channel you can always see what's coming up halo infinite needs forge and then there is the tomb raider ps5 gameplay we're going to be checking out later this afternoon just to check out that update i actually did not like that version of tomb raider i think it's the third and final one and i really really didn't enjoy it it was made by a different studio not the original who made the first two games i thought the first two were excellent and that one left me a little disappointed we were also having performance issues on my pc because they were trying to do a bunch of new things with lighting and texture and it caused a lot of performance issues again if you scroll down far enough here's the shorts if you prefer they're there or you can go to the sntr shorts channel this is a great way to get consistent four minute uploads that come from the live stream if this is easier for you or if you have friends that subscribe to gaming news content this channel is a lot more accessible than a four-hour live stream every day some people just don't do the live stream thing they primarily use youtube for uploads and this channel is a constant stream of uploads so make sure if you want to you're supporting that channel uh you can go over and subscribe and push us closer to 5k subs i think we have memberships live over there if you want to double dip but that that's not something that we really promote that's just there if you want and then there's the new gameplay playlist which is obviously linked to sntr gaming i've got the first 25 minutes of fall guys season 5 uh we we didn't get a chance to take a look at that last week this one ends with a classic lono moment in fall guys you're going to want to be here this afternoon for that we basically raid that premiere at the end of the day it enables me to jump on the phone with creature you guys can enjoy a little bit more gameplay and it keeps this channel going you can see there the pokemon unite gameplay did very well and then the chris tales game uh and down if you go far enough you can see the past live streams friday nights uh with with hilly would have been a blast this friday i may be out of town uh we had a death in the family and i may be traveling details right now are tbd so i can't say what's going on because i don't know uh and so we may not be able to do friday night it's a bummer because he was he wasn't able to do it and then i was able to but it wasn't quite the same and then we'll have to take a week off so we'll figure it out we've got some good ideas going forward of what we want to do 
Uh, so full day today. We got we got a nice full docket, uh, a, a nice suite of topics depending on where you are and what you're interested in. Uh, the, you know, the Halo Infinite discussions are always really, really good. Now, there are a variety of ways to support the stream. The little banner across the bottom here has been showing you uh, some of the ways that you can do that. But we we obviously have been promoting the shirt command for a long, long time. Another new Transformer shirt. I couldn't resist two of the really, really nice vintage uh, Transformer shirts. I had to get two this last time. Use that shirt command. It'll take you to probably, I'll, I'll have it linking to the cartoon collection today. Their 80s cartoon collection is excellent. They have TV shows, movies, 80s and 90s. They've got a video game section, Marvel, Star Wars. It's ridiculous what they've got over there. Just use code LONO for 30% off. Coffee is supposed to be getting dropped off today. I have a feeling that we're going to be calling the freight company and probably scheduling it for tomorrow. We will see. I'm going to have my wife jump on the phone with them first thing and say, hey, we're here. Come and bring it. So get those orders in now. That coffee is no longer back ordered. It is in the city. It is in route to my house. So get your coffee orders in. Second batch of the light roast is here. Dark roast is slated for August. We're trying to get that number, that date backed up as much as possible. The wait time was longer than anticipated for some other reasons. We've spoken with the owner of the company and sort of figured out the appropriate window of rhythm and space we need to allot anytime we're reordering or ordering a new flavor. Dark Roast was essentially a new flavor, so we're sort of navigating and learning that. we The Light Roast was no problem this time. We knew exactly when we needed it. It showed up uh, and it, it is a little bit behind when we wanted it, but th- now that we know the rhythm for new flavors, we should be in a great, great spot. The Frickmas Roast is already in process for the holidays because we don't want to end up behind. A lot of people are going to comment on my glasses. There is a glasses command. Be sure to use that throughout the day if people ask and I don't catch it in chat. Let them know. We are partnered with Blue Blocks now. That is spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X. Blue Blocks. Kind of, you know, kind of fun way of spelling that there these are not necessarily meant to be worn all day i wore i wear them because i think they look cool i'm a little vain uh we did a little photo shoot yesterday if you don't follow me on twitter or instagram my wife's like you look good we didn't take some shots so we did uh i don't i don't typically like doing that sort of thing uh (laughs) in any case these are for a couple hours before bed they block 100% blue and green light. They're, in, they're intended to be done at the end of the day to assist with sleep. Normal blue light blocking glasses are intended to be worn when you're looking at screens and things like I do all day to assist with too much you know, consumption of blue light basically in your eyes. So you can check out that link. They've got non-tinted frames like the ones I usually wear. They've got yellow and then they've got the red. I've got yellow on the way. And then we have the ones that I wear all of the time. So if you want to check out that, use the glasses command there's always the join button or the join command we appreciate everybody who maintains their membership here you get a badge you get emotes and you get increased access in the discord we're thinking through how exactly we want to use the discord once halo infinite and battlefield are out because we know there's so much potential for really fun community nights and game nights Uh, right now they've been trying to do community nights on saturday nights around you know i think eastern time Saturday night Eastern time. Some of you aren't even in America, so you, you, you might not be able to make it and you could organize some for yourself. But right now, Saturday nights are community nights and 
this is something that we're trying to tread lightly on. Like, we want to make sure the Discord doesn't just become, like, an open public LFG, but we also want to make sure there's tons of people that can play. So right now, tentatively, we're going to say, just get in the Discord, whether you're a member or not. Start organizing and saying, hey, I'm here. If anybody, you know, is trying to play, we have LFG and things in there. We're going to navigate that as best we can, but we do like having that element of control a little bit if someone's coming in and acting like an idiot you know, and trying to ruin it for everybody else. It's easier to enforce that when we have that membership paywall in front. I know people understand. I'm always trying to make sure that we're thoughtful about this. If you're not a paying member, we we love the fact that you're here every single day. That is, in fact, the greatest way to support the channel is to come and listen and lurk every day. Hit like, take the poll in the chat, all those things. Those are the ways to support the channel that helps us meet new people. So I don't want anybody ever feeling like we're turning away those that can't do a paying membership. We're just trying to be thoughtful about the organization and the logistics of the Discord and when these games launch. It can get a little crazy, you know, because everybody wants to play. Everybody's trying to share their gamer tag. So we're going to do everything we can to to set that up in 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 a good, good way. So the variety of other ways to support, obviously, Super Chat. You can send the tip through the tip command, you know, buy some merch. But in general, just shoot for those first 100 likes. If you haven't clicked the like button yet, do that. Get your questions submitted about these topics. And uh, I'll see you in just a second live on the mic. All right. Thanks for being here this morning. Going to be a good day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so, so much for being here this morning. Another week, another day of SNTR Presents, and we have a lot of topics this morning for you. I'm writing down the uh, the timestamp for when I'm actually hot on the mic, because we use that timestamp later for the people who don't uh, get to catch the broadcast live. So thank you guys for, for, for smashing like, for being part of the Noti gang, the notification gang, getting here right as we start the day. We, we've got a lot of topics and a lot of things lined up for you today, and, and I'm excited. I'm downloading that Shadow of the Tomb Raider right now on my PS5, and it's always a little concerning when they're like, yeah, there's this there's this great new uh, update and uh, (laughs) there's this great new update and then you go to download the game and it's like it says it's the PS4 version so I'm like okay did they update the PS4 version to run better on the PS5 like I'm not actually downloading a PS5 version of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So, what's good, Hellfire? Yeah, fam is good. The fam is good. Um, I may I may be traveling uh, this week at the end of the week. Uh, we're, we're, we're looking and hoping that, you know, I would only have to miss... Um, that I would only have to miss Friday is how we're trying to navigate this. Uh, because... We, we had a death in the family and so we are we are trying to navigate that trip right now I don't have details uh, I do not have details other than that the person has passed away and obviously we want to, we want to make sure that we're there uh, and 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 traveling for it but we have no idea when uh, when that will be so 
we are uh, we're waiting on those details i will let you know we obviously just traveled so we're we're trying to we're trying to navigate that to where we we don't just immediately uproot again and uh, the we had we had relatives just in town we had relatives just in town sorry for your loss thank you um it was it was it was one of those things that was expected they were ready it was peaceful it, you know i told my wife i said everybody everybody has to die and this is this is the one that everybody wants right this is this is this is the the thing that most people would request what's good feed i see you in the chat um i've been playing it you just have to use high resolution mode you get 4k 60 don't use frame rate mode okay okay thank you mo thank you everybody for saying that um so i mean it is sad that doesn't minimize the grief but you can sort of celebrate the fact that we had enough time to know when we were up there just a little while ago we got to visit like um when you kind of know it's coming and they get to be it gets to be the way that they want and the way that the family wants that's always a good thing i think so we will be potentially uh traveling Good morning, Lono. The coffee's great. My wife said, hey, this is good. I drank it black and it's solid. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying the coffee. You can start putting your orders in now knowing that it is no longer back ordered. It is in the city. My wife will be calling the freight company today uh, and ensuring that they, they bring it today if possible, if not tomorrow. So... Um, good to celebrate life. Yeah, yeah. Telling the, 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 the thing was, this will be our kids... This will be our kids' first uh, funeral. They they've not they've not faced that yet. So they obviously had their own questions, and you know we were we were answering their questions, you know, and they they took it they took it in stride. Uh, Black Rages Roast is the way. Yeah, I gotta put a little creamer in mine. I, I'm that way with all coffee. Now I put a lot less creamer in this than most coffee that I drink. Oh, I got the mix just right again. Yeah, I, I, I put less. I put less and less and less in it because it's just so drinkable. Usually I have to put a lot of creamer in the coffee. And uh, I've, I've been able to kind of back off. So thank you guys for already submitting questions. It's really encouraging to get here moment one and see that. Just ignore the queue number that I, I forgot once again. I have forgotten to I, I, I forgot to clear the queue before you guys started submitting so it's not a big deal that number is just going to be way way off (laughs) Um, as long as you aren't one of those people who puts butter in black coffee I don't even know if I've heard of that before now old soul I don't know if I've heard of somebody putting butter in coffee that is that's a new one that's a new one I've I've heard of I've heard of a pinch of salt when you're brewing it Um, who passed we're just keeping it generic because there are terrible people in the world and I have to keep those kind of things pretty generic and out of the out of the frame. Uh, so there was a death in the family and that's 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 about all I was I'm gonna say. Um, there's just there's just a lot of nasty people out there and I don't feel like people being able to, you know try to you know try to search or figure out or whatever. I don't know. We have to be so cautious after everything that happened last year. We've had to really make a lot of changes. Um, I don't post pictures of the fam on Instagram anymore just because, you know, of, of what happened. So, 
Butter and coffee isn't that far off from putting cream in your coffee. Well, sure, 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 sure. I'm not recoiling because it sounds gross. I mean, I'm sure it has a good flavor. Butter, it's not that butter, butter's not bad. Like, butter tastes good. Um, you know, it's kind of bad for you. I've cut dairy. It, we're, we're trying to, I don't know if you can see it on cam. No, you can't really see it on cam. It's gotten much better. I saw, I've been I've been starting to have like little like acne breakouts. I'm like, what is this? So we were trying different like facial cleansers and different things to like wash my face. For a while, I thought it was my long hair. Like maybe I was just touching my hair too much. But um, we think it might be dietary. I cut dairy for like the last week, and it's it seems to be subsiding now. When I was when I was a child, I was sensitive. To dairy, it wasn't like an actual full-blown allergy. Sometimes people are just a little sensitive. They're like, "Oh, I don't like," you know, my dairy doesn't agree with me. Some people, it's like full-blown, you know, lactose intolerance. Um, so, two dollars in in super chat from Insomniac Black Butter Coffee. Sign me up for that heart attack. I know, right? Like, what else can you do in the morning that's not healthy? Thank you for Vasilio submitting a question to Q and A. Appreciate that. Um. So we've cut, yeah, we've cut dairy from my diet, which absolutely stinks. Like I'm making burgers and not putting cheese on them. And I'm, you know, I'm, I made a sandwich, the breakfast sandwich the other day and I forgot and I put cheese on it. I was like, oh shoot, I forgot. Um, so I, I, I usually, and I know, I know that it still doesn't agree with me. I know it doesn't because if I would have too much cheese in a day, I knew it. Like I knew it. I was like, oh boy, I had too much dairy today. Um, so I switched completely to almond milk coffee creamer. Well, the creamer I use is non-dairy, and basically we've just had to completely cut cheese. Cheese is really the only source of dairy that I, I get. I, I don't drink milk. I'm pretty sure the butter we use is non-dairy, um, and I don't even use it that often. Like once a week I'll make a breakfast sandwich and put a little butter on the toast. So... As a longtime Halo fan, I think uh, Infinite's version of Forge has to be the best out of the previous especially after seeing how great Battlefield Porta was also sorry for your loss I appreciate you saying that that's that's sort of the central topic for today is Halo Infinite is really going to need Forge and they're going to need to bring it with Forge it's they're not going to be able to just do like oh yeah here you have a map editor it's they're going to need a whole suite of of game customization features after the Battlefield Portal announcement. So, um, hard cheese is better than soft cheese for most people, anyway. I mean, I I don't know, dude. I'm putting shredded cheese on a burrito. Like, I'm not thinking that 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 hard about it, you know. Um, how can you live without cheese? It's really really hard. My wife made these homemade meatballs the other day, and the kids love them, and she she made mine separate without dairy and mine were like these sad little well they weren't little they were nice and big but they were like these sad meatballs on a plate and the rest of them had like cheese like a blanket just draped over them they looked so good I was like man my sad little plate (laughs) my sad little plate of non-dairy meatballs looking just plain and they were good my wife got this really cool thing that you you take a zucchini and you like turn it through it 
and it makes uh, noodles. And they, I, you would think, and I'm telling you right now, you would think you hear it and you see it, and you're like, there's no way that's going to be good. And it is surprisingly good. There's like this weird, crisp, almost like flavorful, slight like crunch. Like, I don't know. It's a good little dish. She made these homemade meatballs. She made these zucchini noodles. And I'm like, how is this good? It looks t- it looks like it would be terrible. And yet, and yet, this will really blow your hair back. Both my kids like it. You would think you put that in front of a kid. They're going to say, absolutely not. What is this nonsense? But man, it's a hit with the fam. And so my wife made that for everybody when we had relatives in town. And everybody seemed to enjoy it. But I had my sad little non-dairy meatballs. So that was a bit of a bummer uh, that I, 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 didn't, get to, I didn't get to have the, the good meatballs. So <laughs> uh, this is my choice. Oh, you put I would never put whiskey in coffee. Come on, man. What, what are you doing? Like, no. Stop messing with stuff. Uh, okay, hang on. I have to get this scene ready. Halo Infinite Forge is one topic, and then we'll do Tomb Raider update for the second topic, and then the third topic is Splitgate popular, question mark. Um, there we go. There we go. Now I can get out of here. Let me let me get you your let me get you your questions uh, on screen here. We. Uh, We'll let people know that's like a such a centerpiece of the show now um, that we want to make sure. Uh, Insomnia Black with the first question. There's all the topics for the day over on the far side there. Halo Infinite Forge, Tomb Raider update, Splitgate popular question mark, and then obviously anything off topic. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is cholesterol the concern or changing diet? Oh, you might have missed it. No, cholesterol for me is is not terrible. It's in a better it's moving in a better direction because I've totally changed my diet. Now we started that in January. Started riding the exercise bike. Cut down salt intake significantly. Cut down alcohol intake significantly and uh, I lost like 10 pounds. And so we uh, <clears throat> we we were looking at I would say from like October of last year on and off I have struggled struggled with like acne it's like weird I've I, when I when I was in high school I was one of the lucky kids that like I would get like a zit like everybody got a zit but not acne I always felt bad for those kids whose foreheads or cheeks were just a train wreck you felt bad for them because a lot of the times you knew like there was nothing they could do it wasn't like they were not washing their face or something. I knew kids that were very well to do and had money and they were and they had you know they had good hygiene and they just couldn't get it to go away, right? You always felt bad for those kids because it was just awful. It looked painful almost. Right? I get into my adult I get into my adult I turn thirty nine and all of a sudden I'm getting like adult acne like on my forehead and I'm thinking, well maybe it's my long hair, maybe I'm touching my face too much or something. So I've cut way down on touching my face. And then recently it seemed diet related. Like I'll go, I'll go a couple of days and it'll, it'll practically be gone. And I'm like, what did I do? What did I change in my diet? I don't know. Right. All I know is, all I know is when I was in the hospital, those three days and I came home, it was gone. 
and it almost immediately came back. So we thought maybe it was environmental. We thought maybe it was my hairbrush. So we, I mean, we, we've done everything we could possibly friggin' think of. And so we are, I'm seeing a dermatologist in like a week just to be like, what is this? Can you tell by looking at it? Is it dietary? You know, whatever. Mine's caused by too much refined sugar. Now, now we have cut that down way a lot too, Quiet Shy Girl. And I thought, okay, when I was in Ohio, I wasn't in my office, I wasn't stressing out, I was relaxing, and yet it was still happening. So I was like, well, maybe it is refined sugar, because I almost never drink soda now, and I was drinking soda while I was up there. It also seems to help, I quadru- like, I go nuts with the water now, and I, it, has, it has a very clear impact. Like, I drink a ton more water, and I'm like, oh wow, like, it's, it's going way down. So I've, I've increased my water, which means I'm running the bathroom. You, like, you feel like a pregnant woman. You're like, well, I never had to go to the bathroom this much in my life. When you're sucking down 16 ounces of water, I try to do it almost like all at once because I'll forget. But if I sit there and make myself like, no, drink this entire bottle. Now, stress-related acne. That was what a lot of people thought. A lot of people thought it was stress-related. And that certainly could be a factor. But when I was in Ohio, I was feeling good. I was relaxing. Now, I was kind of obsessing over, like, what do I want to do when I get back, you know, and really processing a lot. Um, You know, we got to do these interviews with our grandmothers. We, like, set the cameras up and stuff. And I was like, man, I could do, you know, really meaningful work. I could just completely change what I'm doing. So it's possible. It's possible that was related. The magnesium seemed to help, too. So I thought maybe it's hormonal. I'm just getting older, you know. Your body gets older and just starts to run down like an old car <laughs> you know background stress is a thing oh I know and it's weird too cause like I have felt better these last couple of weeks I've gotten into a really good headspace. um Creature and I think we have a tentative plan for how to launch the personal channel uh I've just sort of accepted where this channel in the business is I've just sort of accepted that it's going to be a slow burn it's going to be a slow rebuild um, I think we thought we got we got we got sort of uh, tricked thank you feed for saying sorry for your loss you won't get sympathy from me Robert oh what's Robert saying you get it when I don't drink enough water right 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 so I'm trying to kick I'm trying to like um I'm trying to obviously kick certain things from my diet, but I'm also trying to, like, really increase my water intake. So, if you guys haven't smashed a like button yet, do so this morning. Let's have that strong start. We could probably hit 200 likes right now. Oh, we forgot to do a poll. Um, let's see. Uh, Halo. Um, let's see. Halo Infinite Forge. Will you use it uh, if it's a feature? I'm pretty sure they've confirmed it will be a feature according to the article I'm going to read to you guys today. Halo Infinite Forge, will you... I'll just put, will you use it? Let's make it real simple. Will you use it? All right? I'm just curious how many people here would be like, yeah, I would actually use Forge. I would go in and edit maps and do my own thing. 
right? So the forge is, I'm sorry, the forge poll is in the chat. You don't have to go somewhere else to take that poll. Take that poll in the chat right now. If you're new, we do daily discussions back and forth in Q&A. It is a safe for work broadcast. You can be here Monday through Friday. People kind of throw me on in the background, but we do allow people to submit questions that end up on the screen and you can talk in chat as long as you're subscribed. Subscribing is totally free, by the way. So hit the subscribe button if you want to talk in chat, and then you can obviously take that poll. Who voted no? A lot of people are going to vote no because they either aren't interested in Halo Infinite or they're not interested in Forge. Clean skin is absolutely a big help, but as soon as I stopped drinking fizzy drinks and eating chocolate, my skin was so much better. I didn't believe. Oh, I already know. If I drink, if I drink, if uh, if I have chocolate, I get a blemish from chocolate like a day or two later. And under the skin, like boil, like blemish. It's freaking awful. So I can't eat chocolate, you know? For the longest time, I couldn't figure it out. I would like suddenly have just this awful, awful, painful thing. And I'm like, what is this? And we traced it to chocolate. Because for the longest time, I, it wouldn't be happening. I'd be totally fine. And then all of a sudden, it would come back. So, um,. What about you being tricked? I got... What do you mean? What about me being tricked? Tricked by what? Did I start a story and not finish it? It wouldn't be the first time. That happens on a pretty regular basis. Um, I found a water bottle that has increased my water intake by 80%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You... You... um, if, If you get the right water bottle, it does. It really, really helps. Like... I like this one. Whatever it is about this, this is that brand. What's that brand? Simple something. Um, Simple Modern. And this, 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 this brand with this straw, man, I can just down the sucker. It's just like it just it it comes in just the right amount. Sometimes with a straw, like nothing, you can't get a flow. You're like, what is this? What am I taking? A sip of water? Like I'm trying to drink. And then some, it's just too much. Like, this one's in, like, just the right spot. You know what I mean? I voted no. I never have used Forge in any Halo. Well, that's fine. I mean, we want to know. The the polls are designed to let us know what people think about a given subject. Not necessarily, like, we're not trying to coerce people into saying, yes, you would use Forge. Um, uh, Insomniac with the first question, a little off topic. Why don't you do more streams with Hilly during the week? Friday stream was my first time sitting and watching you two, and it was a great time. I mean, it's really a matter of of number one, you can have too much of a good thing, right? If we did, if if me and Hilly played every single afternoon over on gaming, it would probably be hilarious, and we'd have a really really good time. And there might be room for that if we get the right game, and we feel like, hey, we could put in some more sessions of this. But you also have to understand, there's a big difference between me and him playing on a Friday night having drinks and laughing and trying to play on a Tuesday afternoon and bring and bring and bring the fun and the entertainment. Now I think we have a natural chemistry that could be really entertaining. Um but there there's a, there's an element I think to let's if we do this once a week it'll really land well. 
I, you know what I mean? There's something like too much of a good thing. There's also like, this is not his full-time gig. It's my full-time gig. I can't be asking him to do more shows. Like, I'm not paying Hilly. <laughs> we just hang out on Friday nights and it's fun. It just, it happened. It was one of those happenstance things that we're, we were playing Call of Duty Warzone. And it just, I was like, this is great. This is somebody, this is somebody I want to, I can click with and play with, right? Um, so we were off to the races you know you were saying you were tricked because the channel wasn't growing. oh I, yeah we got a little discouraged because when we switched to variety we took off like a rocket and we thought oh my gosh we, we were wasting our time with destiny well there were a lot of circumstances leading to people tuning into the channel when we went to variety i think people thought i was gonna pop i thought I think they honestly thought this guy's going to have an honest-to-goodness breakdown on stream, right? Getting banned, upper echelon making a video, everybody talking about me again. It drove a ton of people to the channel every day. They're like, this guy is literally going to blow a gasket on stream. Like, how much more could you do to this poor dude? Or people that hated me were like, this guy's finally going to break down and quit. Let's let's go watch the fireworks. And I, I, so I think there was like an, a natural intrigue and attention in the weeks where we started doing variety and that just naturally subsided. And we now know sort of what our daily expectation average, what can we expect when news is dry? What can we expect when there's nothing big? What can we expect from big games, from live events? We, we have a much better understanding. And I got to tell you, it's encouraging. It really, really is. We have a very, very solid base to build on. I did not have this sort of a solid base. You know, one year into streaming on Purple, we didn't have this many people showing up. We didn't have this many people supporting the company. I didn't have sponsors, glasses. I didn't have, you know, a, my own coffee. We've got all these things one year in. So, you know, wh- you know, two years in, where are we going to be? I- I'm very pleased. Uh, the results that we got from when we played New World were spectacular. That's a game that we could, you know, periodically do some fun stuff with. And then you guys can obviously connect in the Discord if you're, if you're members. We're, we're going to try and think through ways to do that. Tribes of Midgard comes this week. They've been really, really cool on Twitter. They've been, you know, they've been, you know, interacting with me. So we're, we're, we're already kind of getting back to a space where I'm like, okay, maybe we're not at the, at those heights that we were when we initially went to variety. Cause again, there was this undercurrent of, I was in the spotlight and there was this undercurrent of attention of people coming to see what's going on with this guy. Like what's happening. And then that intrigue died down. They were like, well, you know, he's just changing his channel. It's, you know, he it's he's he's not I think the fact that I went a couple of weeks and didn't say a peep about any of it, I just kind of stopped talking about it. I stopped talking about the drama and the investigation and everything. I think when I started doing that, people were like, yeah, well, you know, I guess he's moving on. It's not as interesting now. And so, you know, I, I think that was a little demoralizing to be like, holy moly, the real the real loss is happening, you know, months later. It was, you know, it was a little, it was a little demoralizing. But I'm in a much better headspace about it. I've got some really, really good things I'm working on personally. Um, and just yesterday was just a really special day. Like, just for me personally with you know, being able to process a death and to, and to be in a healthy place to talk about it with my kids and to, and to be able to face it, 
you know, with with my own personal beliefs and with my own my own journey. Um, you know, it was just a good sweet day. It really, really was. Like I could see the sweetness in the in the sorrow, you know, and it was uh, it was nice. And it's like we're you know we're just we're gonna be fine. We're just doing our thing. And I'm me and creature think we have a really good idea for how to launch this uh, this personal channel. And um, we're just going to continue to try to allot time for it. If we can go a month or two and be confident that this time is set aside for it. His wife kind of gave him a hard time the other night. She's like, every time you guys make space to breathe, you fill it with something. And I just had to laugh. I'm like, you know, she's right. <laughs> like, but, but that's just it. Like, that's that passion. That's that drive that we have to keep doing, you know, better and more and increase the value and turn up the heat and continue to crank out great content you know who passed i am keeping it generic and saying that you know a family member has passed um just because i i don't like to go into details about that stuff now because of the because of the hate watchers and the harassers like i just we we keep certain things more more generic now um we just kind of have to uh because of everything that happened and what people do so um, I've been around the stream much, but since I found you, I've loved your show and what you do. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for saying that, Steam Crop. Appreciate that. Glad to see Splitgate on the topic list. It's really a good game. If Halo Infinite doesn't turn out well, I honestly think this will be the game to take its place. Dig the shades. Thank you. If you guys are interested, we it's a brand new sponsor, Blue Blocks. Use the glasses command. Um, nobody, nobody used the code on Friday. Fridays are usually a light day for us. So I want to get a full week of promoting it and see where we end up. The, the shirts I think are a little bit more of a vertical, like people are like, oh, they love the shirts. Glasses are a little different, especially when they're blue light. Um, so we appreciate everybody who's used the commander, checked it out. Um, and, uh, anybody who's planning on using the code. Thank you. Anybody that does, we appreciate that. We're excited to have a new sponsor. Soul says, um, will I use Forge? I will abuse Forge. My friends and I build all kinds of random game modes and maps in there. That sounds good, Soul. I, like, I think we can do really, really fun stuff with the community here with both Battlefield and Halo. I really, really do. Um, coffee came in yesterday. Fiance loves it and is definitely the smoothest coffee I've ever tried. We have been told by multiple people that we, uh, they're like, you're not charging enough for this. Why? And I'm like, no, we are at the price that is in the market. We are, we are competitive in the market. So, um, we are looking at some other things that, uh, for people that might, you know, that, that might want to get a little something, you know, a little something special, a little, maybe pay a little extra. We're, we're looking into some other things, but I am very pleased with the response, the support, uh, and, and man, the flavor they, they, this company absolutely nails it so we, we are really, really glad that you guys are enjoying it Shades are sick, the classic Lono red and black I gotta tell you, I, like it, this, this is weird, this is weird because I, I struggle and this is something that I've been working through in therapy and just in, 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 in my own personal, you know, walk I struggle with narcissism okay, I struggle with self-absorption which is great in this industry because it it makes you zero in on a thing and you do that thing right and and that most content creators have a streak of narcissism i have like racing stripes not like a streak like i have like a racing stripes down the side it's something that i really deal with and so i struggle with certain aspects of this industry but i gotta tell you 
those pictures my wife took yesterday i was like all right i was like i'm looking i look i look look good i was i was i was happy with how i looked and i was like that's okay to say and that's okay to think and feel like that's not being vain and there's a there's a thread of vanity there but at the same time it's like you know i i'm i'm happy with the way that i look and i and i used to be like afraid to take selfies or be like not digging myself you know and so you know i i that felt nice yesterday like putting those pictures up and everybody was like complimenting me i was like this actually feels kind of nice and i'm going to enjoy this in a healthy way right I'm going to enjoy this in a healthy way. And so it was good. It was good. And it was nice. And my wife's like, you got to take some pictures. I was like, why? She's like, you look really good. I was like, all right. I was like, you don't, you don't got to tell me twice. You know, you don't got to tell me twice. It's nice when, it's nice when you're, when you're, when your significant other, you know, genuinely is like, you looking, you're looking good right now. That just feels good. You know, <laughs> it just feels nice. So eight i'd say a mild seven in street clothes man i like uh, i'm 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 feeling good you don't gotta cut me down um she wasn't wrong i appreciate it i appreciate it will forge be included with the free to play version we don't know i've got i've got an article i'm gonna i'll give you the goods i'll i'll, I'll talk to you about it right i'll talk to you about it uh, i'll tell you what you give me my next hundred like milestone we're really close to 200 likes. Give me my next like, my max like milestone. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the goods here. Let me. Let me. Let me get you set up here. The uh, the report I have about Forge. I, th- this is important because people are like, are it, it's confirmed, isn't? It? It's like, well, it's been confirmed, but it's like they they haven't said anything about it, and I mean anything. So we're going off of a we are we are going off of a of uh, basically a report that I found, and that's what we're using to to establish that it is a thing. But at the same time, three four three has said said literally nothing about this. Nothing. They haven't. And and I think what people are anticipating is that there will be some type of a trailer announcement or reveal kind of how they did the multiplayer overview where they were like on cam saying stuff and, and and different things so um they they have they have not indicated if they're going to be doing any more of those but with the way they filmed it my gut instinct tells me that there are more of those on the way. I would think with the way they had the studio set up and the way that everything was filmed and interviewed, I can't see that being like the last the last video that they make like that. I, I would imagine I would imagine that they, they've got more of those loaded in loaded in the pipeline. And hopefully there is one about Forge and hopefully it brings the heat because that battlefield portal announcement was just it was absolutely stellar so so let me let me let me give you the goods all right you guys ready you ready for this here we go hey thanks for watching another sntr short and this one's about halo infinite and forge what do we know and how necessary is it in light of battlefield's portal announcement if you like these short gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button so that way you don't miss my uploads or check out sntr presents my main channel where i live stream 
Monday through Friday. So we've been talking about Halo Infinite quite a bit since the multiplayer overview, and one of the things that has been somewhat absent from the announcements has been any detail about Forge. And the recent reveal of Battlefield Portal really started the conversation in our community. What is Halo Infinite going to have like that Forge is one of the most praised and celebrated pieces of Halo's history? And this is all we know. I got this from a Game Revolution report. They said, yes, there is a Halo Infinite Forge mode. Forge will support fan-made maps and returning locations, potentially including the Forge World multiplayer map. Currently, there have been no announcements regarding the addition of Forge AI in Halo Infinite. Although the Halo Infinite Forge mode didn't feature in the E3 2021 multiplayer showcase, it is coming to the title. That's great news, as new Halo game arguably wouldn't be complete without Forge functionality. Forge creations are partially responsible for the series' continued success with the wacky array of maps and modes serving to draw many fans in. Now, here's the thing. Given the way that they filmed and sliced together their Halo Infinite multiplayer overview, where they got Joseph Staten and all these people sitting and doing interviews, it was very professional. It was very well done. That, to me, indicates there's more of those coming. I I think they're going to have more of those reveals, more of those types of videos. You're not going to have all that studio work and editing and filming and interviews for one video. I would imagine they did lots of interviews that day and they've yanked certain pieces out for later announcements. So at this time, my prediction is, yes, Halo Infinite Forge will be announced and, and more detailed, but why am I arguing it's so necessary because of Battlefield's portal announcement? Given that Battlefield is charging full price for their game, I think they sort of needed to have that announcement. I, I, I've said many, many times, and I may do a video on this, Battlefield Portal looks like a second game baked into 2042. It's not just like, oh, hey, you can do custom games. It's like its own suite. It's it's sort of its own studio of game potential. It's like a side game attached to the game. Now, Halo Infinite is in a completely different category because their multiplayer is completely free to play. No one has any skin in the game. You could play it for an afternoon and toss it over your shoulder. But Forge could change the game. It could change the name of what people are actually treating Halo as. It's not just a multiplayer game to play. It's a playground on which you can build. And that was one of the key components to Halo's long-standing popularity over the years. It's one of the reasons it was an eSport mainstay because people looked to this as sort of the ground on which all those things could be built. Halo Infinite could stand on those shoulders of its own sort of predecessors and its own titles and really offer something fresh and new. And I'm not just talking about map editing. I'm talking about an actual suite of game mode setting changes, editing everything the way that Battlefield Portal is doing the same thing. If they want this thing to be around for 10 years, I feel like this has to be woven into and put into the bedrock of the game because they've got a lot of people on the fences right now critics and cynics that think this game isn't going anywhere and forge would certainly help it get there if you like these short gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video all right so there you go that's it that's 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 the report that's what we know 
And that's my prediction and my opinion and my insight. If you've got questions and you want to submit those questions, then you can submit those now. We have a question here from Jint. Personally, I don't see Forge being free with the multiplayer. Do you think that they will do maybe a Forge price, say like $10, for those who don't want to buy the campaign but want Forge? This is how I'm going to see it, right? I appreciate that, Kale. I appreciate that. This is how I think they're going to couch it, all right? The way they're setting up Halo Infinite right now is multiplayer is free and the campaign is included in Game Pass or you have to buy. I have a feeling that they would treat Forge the same way, right? They would say, look, Forge is is a design suite. So it's included in Game Pass and... It's, it's, it's a part of like the, the campaign. Now, could you play on anything from the Forge for free? Yes, you can. But if you want to make and create and do all that stuff, I have a feeling they would bake it into the actual game that is purchased or included in Game Pass. Now, why would I say that? Because they want the multiplayer and the campaign to have a bridge between them, and they want that to fill that game pass funnel they want you in six months to be so invested in your in your spartan and in your character and in your progress that you're going to take that character into story that's how they're going to get you on game pass that's how they're going to get you to buy season passes battle passes and the like and i could see forge being like a no 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 this is a suite of game editing map building tools this ain't free Now, if you want to play on your friend's Forge, Made, Mode, Map, whatever, that's totally free. That's included in your multiplayer access. But what's not included in your access is the actual tools and the builder. That's how I see them dividing it. Now, I could be way off here. They could say, no, the best thing for this to do, the best thing for its reception and popularity is make it free for everybody, right? Now, Casinos is saying Forge is in inextricably linked to PvP, so it has to come with PvP, right? Um, that is, that is, that's certainly something to consider. Are, are, are they going to say, no, 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 no. It's all one package. It's all one package. Because Paul's Gaming is saying it'll be free 100%. Now, if I was a betting man, I would bet on it being free. But I'm telling you right now, I could see Microsoft and 343 saying... This is in its own category. This is a tool set. This is a separate thing. We can't give this away for free. People can access the Forge and anything that's created, anything that's made, any custom anything is totally free. But if you want to create, if you want to customize, if you want to do this, no, you got to have Game Pass or the full game with, with, with the campaign. More than likely, they'll just make it free, and they're really going to try and use the campaign as the driver to get you on their Game Pass. That's the real goal. And they, they want you to feel like, well, my Halo Infinite experience is incomplete because I, I'm not... Uh, <laughs> Because I'm not, I don't, I don't have my character's not going with me. My game pass stuff's not going with me. My battle pass stuff, you know, I want to take that into the campaign. I want to have all those things. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that's gonna be, that's gonna be how they do it. They're gonna get you to slide over into those purchases, and the way they're gonna do it is with your character. 
Because I think that's how they see it going. They see your Spartan, they see your character, the investment in your character, and all of that as being sort of central to uh, as being central to to that to that catalyst to getting you to cross over. And I would I would wager to say, was that an eight one? Oh no, that's that might. I wonder if that's that company trying to call me about the freight. Shoot, that might have been them. Um. According to the poll, Forge isn't that popular. Well, I think that's a misread. About half the audience isn't interested in Halo. That's why they're saying no. Most of the people here are, if you if you split them down the middle, most are like, yeah, I'm not going to even play Halo. I don't care. Um, if you haven't taken our poll in chat, do that. Maybe, maybe help out Greg here. He thinks that people are saying Forge isn't popular. 51% saying no. 49% saying yes. Um, so, you know, half the audience is saying no, but again, typically when we do anything around Halo Infinite, about half the audience just sort of shrugs and the other half is like, yeah, I can't wait for Halo. That's just, that's just what happens with games like this. That's what happens with the platforms between, you know, Microsoft and Sony. I would play customs, but not make them. Right, there's a lot of people that'll do that as well. They have no interest in using Forge. They're like, I'm not going to take the time to make a map and a mode, but I'll play my bud stuff. I'll play my friend's stuff, you know? Um, Forge is popular, but that's not what draws me to the game. I voted yes, but I figured it'd be like 90%. I mean, I gotta be honest, Greg. I thought it was going to be a little bit more slanted, like a 60-40-70-30 split, not a 50-50 split, but... The last couple times we've covered Halo, I, I think a lot of the audience is checked out. They're like, yeah, I don't really care about Halo. And that could be because they don't have the platform, that because they're not a fan. I don't know. There's a variety of things that go into it. I was about to say that about people wanting to play Halo but not use Forge. Yeah, there's also that. There's a lot of people in here right now that are like, I love Halo. I'm going to play the heck out of it, but I don't want to mess around with Forge. That's just too much time. And I'm not going to try and make a map. I remember the last time I made maps was in Rise of the Triad. Me and my brothers would make maps. And we we like we grew up in a in a in a big huge church building that we went to every week, you know, for church, and we made our church. I don't know. I don't know how irreverent that's considered. But we did, but we did. <laughs> We would go. It was fun, man. But I, that was that was at a time where there wasn't anything else to do. These days, I'm I'm not interested in doing all that, dude. I don't have time. I'm not making a map or a mode or any of that. No, thank you. No, thank you. So if you guys haven't voted in our poll, do that. If you haven't clicked the like button, consider smashing that like button, inching us closer to 300. The next milestone. We appreciate every time we hit a milestone of likes on the daily stream that helps the video significantly it also helps when you guys are chatting or voting if you're new to the stream and you haven't hit subscribe yet that is how you talk in my chat subscribing is totally free um uh forge doesn't interest me at all yeah yeah there'll be people that that are that that are interested in halo infinite but they're not interested in forge i can 100 percent see that the the time it would take so like battlefield portal same deal I got super excited when I saw all that stuff, but brother, I'm not spending a Tuesday afternoon making a mode or a map. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do that. 
I'll leave that to you guys. I'll leave that to the to to to, to my betters. You know, I, I wouldn't even be good at it. I wouldn't be patient. I'd just be like, oh, forget it. Like, and you know, and I would just run with default settings. You know, I barely have time to game, let alone spend hours building a map. Right, right. When I was on Epic Loot Radio on Friday, that was something that Ginger Prime talked about. He's like, he's like, dude. He's like, I went to play a game and it had to download an update. And he's like, well, I guess I'm not playing. And I'm like, man, I know what that feels like. You know, I just, I don't, I don't game. I don't game like I used to. And then I'll go to play something. I'm like, this thing has to update. Thanks, mama. This thing has to update. Come on. You know, I'll dabble in forge, but I'm not going to completely build a map from the ground up. Murph Dog says, maybe this is just the end of the season blues in Destiny, but I think I'm finally realizing that there's just nothing to do. Gunplay is amazing, but the content and the loot loops are just not there. I'm fearful that it'll never be there. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, it just depends. Sometimes a break from that game is the best thing you can do. You come back in six months and you'll be like, it feels fresh again. What is going on? Does this straw actually have a hole in it? My son loved using Forge in Halo Reach, so I voted yes, even though it's not me that would use it. Well, that makes sense, Heavy Metal Mama. I play on Forge maps, but I don't use Forge myself. I don't have the patience for it. I'm just burned out on D2. I'm hoping Halo will be good enough to take its place. Well, it depends on what itch you're trying to scratch. I don't think Halo Infinite's going to scratch the itch of like a content loop where you're shooting baddies and getting stuff and checking boxes. I don't think so. Now, long term, they might start scratching that itch. I could see them doing events and, and and you know, <clears throat> a form of a content loop where you log in and want to play with your Spartan. I could see that. But I don't know. I, I don't... If you're a PvP main, then sure. It definitely has the potential to scratch that itch. You know, um... I loved map making back in the day or making sets uh, for Machinima. Forge wasn't the most popular mode. However, it was important for community strengthening between devs and the players. Sure, 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 sure. Splitgate can scratch that itch. I I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to play Splitgate, dude. I just don't think so. Like I I know it's not for me. Like Halo Infinite's different cuz like I can play with you guys and like have fun. You know what I mean? Wasn't them? They have a smaller division that uses smaller trucks for residential delivery. The coffee has been sent over there, and they should be contacting you this afternoon. Okay, so if I see a five hundred two, <clears throat> if I see a five hundred two number, I need to pick up. Okay, I need to put my phone into a position where I'll actually see it if it rings. Um, I got like off to the side here. Splitgate is so slow. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing good things about it though. People seem to really be liking it. The popularity. If you guys didn't hear this, the popularity was so high with their crossplay they had to shut the servers down infinite drops this week I better get an invite yeah I don't I've not checked <clears throat> I'm all set and good to go for it I've not checked we're getting keys and codes and attention again we're kind of we're kind of getting back on the horse um uh, so I've not seen anything from them. I need to support the Project Day 6 final album 
they're doing a Kickstarter for their final album. They're calling it the final chapter. Um, I definitely am gonna. I'm definitely gonna support that. Uh, but yeah, I don't have an email, so I would imagine those emails have already gone out. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> if I don't get into the Infinite Insider. <laughs> I'm enjoying games like Sea of Thieves and Final Fantasy XIV where it's not about XP grinding or getting god rolls, it's just cosmetics and enjoying the core gameplay. I mean, there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for that. Like, it's it's a more simplistic view of gaming. And yet at the same time, you're putting in tons of hours. Do you, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's a more simplistic approach and yet you're playing a ton. Let me tell you about a little game called Forager, okay? My son and I have been playing Forager on on the weekends when they get to play video games, so we play on Saturday. And I got to tell you, I I am I am ups- I'm like wanting to keep playing. When we're done, I'm like, "Oh man, we were so close to the next thing." Forager is an adorable, addicting little game, and it is so it's so satisfying and cute and fun and it's a good it's a good little game and it just it's the sim it's the simplicity of it i think it's the simplicity of it where you just you just are like i, I it's just make oh, it's just fun i don't it's so hard for me to put my finger on it it's like i could just sit there and keep going and keep going and keep going and chop down more trees and make more of this and make more of that it, it's a very very good game I strongly recommend you guys if you haven't checked it out. My kids got me into that. I'm telling you, Mo, he was like asking for help and then he was like asking for the controller back. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Because like I was just getting into it. I was like, oh, let's do this and let's do that and da 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 da. And then uh, we got to like a 50 50 share rate. Like I'm doing stuff, he's doing stuff. We're just having a good time with that little game, man. And I'm telling you. When, when you get that more simplistic view of gaming, sometimes you actually end up playing more. It's it's not about the, you know, the XP and the god rolls and all of that, you know? The Ascent is out this week. It's a top-down. Yeah, I've tried... I, I applied to get keys for, like, all the games coming out this week. Um, I think I keep forgetting to do that early enough. I end up getting approved for keys... And I, it ends up being, like, way, way later, you know? Um, it, it ends up being way, way later. So, it's like, they're like, hey, you can have a key. And it's like, I guess I should have applied for this a week earlier, you know? Um, so, unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of these sites don't do a good job with, like, showing you the launch dates of the games. So, I can't be like, hey, let me see the calendar of all these games that are coming out, you know, and then I click it. Cause like this week alone, let me let me just let me to rattle off the games here that I was looking at and trying to snag a and trying to snag a code for. Um, we'll play them regardless, but it's nice when you get a key because then you get like credit or whatever. Vesper, Eldest Souls, The Ascent, Omno, and Tribes of Midgard. Five. Five really, really good games that are coming out this week. All of them, you know? And I wish, I wish I would have seen all these and gone in and, like, requested it earlier. Um, 
because like man it's just so hard like I come back and I'm like oh I would have played that game oh I would have played that game and it's like it's too late the launch date's already come and gone <clears throat> there was um what was the one it was uh what was it called Fallen Knight I would have I would have gotten a key and played that it looked good Fallen Knight hasn't gotten the greatest reviews but I definitely would have gotten it and played it um so I might just start having to go in and anything that looks even remotely interesting just requesting it because then when the launch day rolls around I was in there early enough you know um Tribes of Midgard comes out tomorrow yeah yeah We did. We got a new world code. That I mean, that's that's like a month away. But we did get a new world code, so that's exciting. Um, glasses are on the way, all the way from down under. Oh, thank you for ordering some, Silent Warrior. I greatly appreciate that. The um, I have a way. I have a way to check. I didn't realize I had this. I went to the email with the company, and I actually have a way to check if people use the uh the code um and so i want to see how fast it shows up uh let's see yeah 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 there's a way to log in i think if i go here yeah and then i can log in um because the uh you can use the code but you can also use the link both both work but we you know make sure and use the uh the code um we emailed you to confirm this login. They make me confirm my login every time. It's so bizarre. It's like, I guess it's their form of two-factor or something. So, I don't understand it at all. Uh, it might take a while to hit. It might take a while to hit. I'm still not seeing anything. So, if anybody used, if anybody used the code before today, let me know as well. Because I'll get with them and say, hey, I'm not seeing it on the dashboard. So make sure and uh, make sure and use code Lono over there. Um, and then I'll let them know if it's not uh, showing. No ratchet yet. Oh, you requested more ratchet. Oh, shoot, 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 shoot. I'll try and I'll try and squeeze it in this week, um, ratchet. Are there any other game requests? Because I think I did the one... I did the one for Sven. Because his was like the Proteus. And then... Coyote wanted me to go back into Demon Skin. And I said no. And Ratchet said more Ratchet for this month. So I, I've got to honor that. But Coyote and Torchwood have not made requests this month. If you guys don't make requests, that's totally fine. I might start having to do those as the 30 minutes. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll... We'll see. We'll see. Since we were just talking about Splitgate and its and its rise in popularity, let me uh, let, let, let me let me give you this one. Let me let me give you the the, the digs on this one uh, on the Splitgate thing because uh, this kind of this kind of came out of nowhere. Funny enough, funny enough, it's it's been out for a while. It's actually been out for a while, and they, they suddenly had such a surge of interest. They had to like take emergency measures uh, over over the weekend. So uh, l- let me let me give you the story on this one. If you haven't checked it out, I'll also have the details on how you can check out 
the game. Oh, did I loop it? I did. I missed my freaking mark. I hate when I do that. I second guess myself on the loop and then I stop. I was going to run right into it. I was going to run right into it and then I second guess myself on the loop because I've done that before. I get like in the video and then it doesn't loop and I'm like, dadgummit. <laughs> we, want, we need the video to loop, man. We need the video to loop. <clears throat> Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about Splitgate and the rise in popularity from crossplay beta that caused them to shut down. If you enjoy these short video game news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them or check out my main channel, SNTR Presents, where I live stream Monday through Friday. So if you haven't checked out Splitgate, if this game has actually been out for a while. You can get it right now. The, the, the details at the end of this report, if you go to splitgate.com or on Steam, it's totally free to play if you want to check out this game. And they ran a cross-play beta between PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And that's what we're reporting on. It caused some problems. So PC Gamer reported on this. The free-to-play Portal Meets Halo FPS Splitgate has been around on PC for a couple of years, during which time it struggled to maintain a player base. According to Steam Charts, a reasonably strong launch on May 2019 quickly tailed off to an average monthly concurrent player count just over 100 players. Things started to pick up a bit in late 2020, but over the past week, the player count has exploded to the point that it can be very difficult to matchmake in the game. The reason is the upcoming console launch set for July 27th. That's tomorrow. We're filming this on the 26th. And more specifically, the open beta that's going on right now. The beta launched on July 13th with full crossplay between PC, Xbox, and PlayStation and was a runaway success to the point that developer 1047 Games first extended the beta and then yesterday they had to take it offline completely because the servers were being crushed by demand. So, if you've not seen this game yet, you'll notice some similarities here to games like Portal with the portals, as well as some of the movement and some of the game flow is very, very similar to Halo. And it, as you heard, it, it did okay, and there were some streamers that thought it was excellent, but it seemed like it was just sort of behind the times. It was an arena shooter. Now, with Halo Infinite on the horizon... There's a possibility that people are sort of opening up and saying, hey, let's check out a really, really good arena shooter. Let's check out Master Chief Collection. Let's check out Splitgate. And this thing's launch tomorrow on July 27th may drive the player numbers to go back up since the beta mushroomed to a point that they had to shut down. Here's their quote. We've decided to take the beta offline for tonight. It's been a rough day trying to handle the scale and that's not fair to you. Everyone who played the beta so far will get five drops as a token of our appreciation. Stay tuned for more updates and optimizations in the morning, July 22nd. So obviously, uh, we're recording this a few days later, but that was their response. Their response was to like, pay it forward to the community, give them something in response to, you know, being a problem, but also just being honest and saying, listen, we're struggling with the scaling here. The popularity is going well beyond what we were anticipating. Uh, And so this report goes on to say the beta test is back, but unfortunately the capacity issues have not been resolved. And here's the quote from the developers. We spent all night optimizing more, but after talking to AWS, Amazon Web Services, we learned our database can only handle 65,536 concurrent players. 
uh, and what we hit last night. So no optimizations matter yet. We are working on a queue system that lets 65,000 people in until we remove this limitation. So that's an unfortunate number to just hit and then can't go beyond 65,000. New World hit over 200,000 concurrents in its closed beta, and we celebrated that. This game was probably on its way to hitting 100,000 players, and they're hitting a wall. And hopefully, long term, they can maintain the scale. That is really the question. Will popularity be maintained, and can they maintain support, stability, and server space if that does indeed happen? We'll find out this week, and obviously, if you want more gaming news coverage, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Alright, there we go. So that's what happened with Splitgate, that's what's going on with Splitgate, and if you're interested, free-to-play game, and you're going to be able to snag it tomorrow on consoles. Another question here about Halo from Silent Warrior. Will Halo have to add features like a logic editor, old maps, weapons, etc. to keep multiplayer as interactive and engaging as Battlefield 2042 Portal? Well, something we need to make sure and say here is that these games are not in direct competition with each other, right? And I missed this uh, $5 tip from Life is Great because I was messing around with recording. Sorry about that. Life is Great with a $5 tip. Some of the best maps in Halo PvP were made by fans in Forge. I have heard that said before. <laughs> Didn't the same thing happen to Final Fantasy? Why not cover that? I mean, even Ninja started playing a version of Final Fantasy because of the hype. Well, here's the reason I didn't want to cover that bowl of ketchup is because the Final Fantasy Exodus and people going over and playing it It was primarily driven by a lot of purple platform streamers, and I didn't think it was newsworthy. Um, I was like, I don't really care what a bunch of purple streamers are doing if they're throwing tantrums or whatever the frick they're doing. Now, I know that number is also represented in the public player bases. If I saw an article about it and thought it was relevant, I would have covered it. We genuinely, you know, are doing the best we can. We, we We grab a smattering... Of, of, of articles and entries and news stories and we go with what we think is relevant to the audience and I know a lot of you are huge Final Fantasy fans and when you saw me getting into New World we're like oh we gotta get this guy into Final Fantasy I'm not against it I just I didn't see any articles about that situation that weren't they were they were firmly grounded in like oh it's a bunch of purple platform streamers switching to Final Fantasy and it's causing a player exodus. I, I don't really feel like making a video about those streamers. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see any articles that were like, oh man. Now, in the wake of it, I saw a few that were talking about World of Warcraft players going over to Final Fantasy. But that's all that was. It was like, yeah, they're going over to Final Fantasy. That's it. That's the story. There's nothing else to be said. The difference with Splitgate is Splitgate is literally about to launch on consoles and their beta crashed their servers. And so I was like, oh, well, that's a story. Like, everybody here is look, you know, looking forward to Halo. A lot of shooter fans are here. Everybody keeps telling me this Splitgate thing is awesome. And it's literally about to launch. There's nothing for me to say about Final Fantasy. And to be quite honest, the last time I covered a Final Fantasy thing, it performed terribly with this audience. People were like, it didn't do well. Like, I think a lot of people are fans of Final Fantasy, but like you're not going to get your Final Fantasy news from me. 
there are plenty of people that that's their that's their stick and that's their thing and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try and become a Final Fantasy guy. The same thing happened whenever we tried to cover the Elder Scrolls Online. Anytime I've tried to cover the Elder Scrolls Online, whether as a news segment or playing it, no one's interested because it's been around for too long. You know what I mean? The Final Fantasy Exodus has a lot of messy details we don't want to wade into as well. While WoW development being stopped, people being... Yeah, yeah, that as well. I don't like... I don't, I don't want to make videos about that crap. I really, really don't. Like... I know there's plenty of content creators and YouTubers that are super opportunistic. Like, they're going to jump on every drama train, every controversy they can. Everything they we, everything they retweet or, or talk about is in that vein. I'll give you my thoughts. I, I went on a pretty long tangent last week on Friday about the response to the, to the Blizzard uh, Activision um, the lawsuit uh i thought bungie's response was disgusting um and i think that entire community just continues to show that they'll take every opportunity to brag about how great they are um and how much better they are than other people um and it's just gross i thought it was gross like i'll give you my thoughts on that at a personal level um because i continue to i continue to think that that company's public presence is just nasty and divisive and unhelpful but I'm not going to make a video and talk about like, well, they're doing this because people wanted me to make a video about how World of Warcraft's development has stopped while they're looking into all this. I don't want to make a video about that. I, the whole the, the situation's terrible. It needs to be handled by the courts and guilty parties need to receive just punishment and, 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 and a just verdict. But it's not our place. Like... At a very personal level, what's good, Takashi? At a very personal level, the last thing I want to do is contribute to mob justice. Like, like it's like, this isn't helpful, you know? When something like this happens, go to the proper authorities, keep it out of the public's eye. It doesn't concern us. It doesn't concern us. Well, we shouldn't support the game and blah, blah, blah. Like, really? That's your response to everything now? So if some if some company with a thousand employees has a, a terrible culture and you got some bad leaders and you got some bad you got some bad people there, you you shouldn't support the business. So there's all these people working there that their jobs are in jeopardy now. The company's longevity's in jeopardy, and why? And they're innocent and didn't do anything wrong. Like our response is so is so tribalistically stupid and neanderthalic like we can't approach any topic with a sense of like there are people at these companies that deserve to be treated with respect dignity and support and it's it's not helpful to them to stare down the barrel of cancel efforts on twitter they're like well i didn't do anything i'm just working at this company head down art department like what do you why 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 do i have to worry about my future now because these people like Think about the stupidity of this, really. Think about the fact that you're letting you're letting the bomb go off twice, right? The detonation of that and the culture and the destruction, you're like, let's make it go off a second time. Let's let these bad people hurt the company indirectly a second time by what? By threatening to no longer play support and boycott all the games. That's the right response, right? Because clearly, every single person that works there, every income cent that they make, every channel of support that company gets, all needs to be completely cut off because of something I read on Twitter. 
right? I read a court case about some people doing bad stuff. Therefore, that company should go completely bankrupt and go under. Putting all these people... Like, what are you going to do in in six months if you get your wish and everything shuts down and there's thousands of people, jobless people in the gaming industry because you got your way? Well, now you're going to be like, oh, hire these people. Another hashtag to attach to your fake virtue like I don't even know what like Girl Scout vest like what it what, what are we even doing right now you just let's let's just destroy the business yeah no one should support the game play the game don't support streamers that play the game just just destroy it all let's allow these bad people to have a greater reach of destruction than they already have that's a really good idea. That's the greatest response. No, you're just a bunch of virtue signaling, Neanderthalic, tribalistic, hate-riddled bitter people. And you are only happy when you're destroying something because the pit in your stomach is eternally empty. And the only way to fill it is to make other people also feel empty and not have things. Like, that's the only satisfaction, I guess. I don't know. Every large company has those problems, and I was two nanoseconds from blowing up at them, and I just calmly told them that what was in the lawsuit, and their tune completely changed. Right, when when criminal things and terrible things have happened, we should say we have a justice system and a legal system to take care of this, right? You're helping these women by making them unemployed? Right. Like, that's going to help all of the women and even the men at the company that are completely innocent. Innocent bystanders. Yeah. They, this, this is perfect. Stock value and share value are already going to plummet for a company going through this. That's already putting the company and those people's jobs in jeopardy. But let's throw gas on the fire because it'll make us feel good for an afternoon. And then we can go back to tweeting about our puppy or drinking our coffee in Starbucks like let's just go back to our normal lives now that we've thrown gas on an already burning fire right like none of the, none of these people think through their actions it's I'm gonna impression farm the frick out of this cause it's easy right I can tweet out some you know rage riddled tweet to my million followers and light someone's life on fire and then just dust my hands off and walk away. And they do the same thing when something like this happens. It's like, well, let's not consider all the people that work at the company that didn't do anything wrong. You know, let's just burn the whole thing to the ground. You know? I don't know. It just, as I said on Friday, it's a circus of Fools is all it is. A big circus of fools burning the world to the ground and laughing the whole time because they're getting impressions and clicks from it. Like, just total thoughtless reactionary nothing. Like, you're, you're not adding to the world. You're just taking away from it. Nothing is better, right? Nothing is better. None of these companies are better because of this. The culture's not better because of this. You know, it's not working. The litmus paper test, if the partnership made creative and financial sense to Bungie, they would still be with Activision regardless of the frat boy culture. Right, right. They wanted to posture passively as if, like, that's why we're no longer with them. Really? Are you sure? Or was it because the contractual obligations would have meant that you would have had to launch a third Destiny 
in 2020 in the in the fourth quarter of 2020 and that was untenable given your long-term plans for the product if they would have backed your decision financially to stay in destiny 2 and rewrite the contract you'd still be with them you left because it wasn't financially viable or feasible due to bandwidth constraints and long-term elasticity of the game and the engine that's that's why you broke with them. You didn't break with them because you were like privy to what was going on. But they try to posture that like, oh yeah, whatever. You'd still be aligned with them if it was financially viable for your company. You don't don't freaking pretend you wouldn't. I agree with your take, but as far as the internet goes, your view is not as loud as the other view. Right. Right. It. Also remember them getting lit up for Forsaken not meeting expectations. Right, like, that relationship ended for business reasons. Don't act like it was for virtue. Don't frickin' do that. I mean, they did do that. Why? Because it's just a bunch of phony, fake narrative. Like, they're experts at that, right? They threw in with the fake narrative last year. They're experts at that. They never commented on this thing in this country because because of their deal with NetEase. Yeah, yeah, where's their commentary there? That's exactly right. It wouldn't be good for their pockets. It wouldn't be good for business. So they're totally quiet on it. That's exactly right. So, all right. I'm going on to the next question. They're such an easy punching bag. I'm not I don't feel like hitting them anymore. Uh, Vasilios, do you think that Forge created community maps? are an easy way to keep PvP interesting and dynamic. Could lower community map quality be a deterrent? Well, this is usually a natural sifting process, okay? The cream tends to rise to the top because if a really, really good map is created, engagement goes up, word spreads, and then that becomes what your standard and then someone tries to, you know, beat that standard or beat that, right? Um, Creature says they left because of IP theft. I'm telling you, it was just a matter of time until Nova Bomb was in Call of Duty. They already had Crayon, Slam Blade, Dancer, and Golden Gun. I thought when we looked at that time frame, though, that those things landed before those supers, or you're thinking that they stole it, put it in Black Ops early. I, I can't remember... Hey, Luna, what glasses do you get? I want to get those. I like them. These are the Sleep Plus because they're red. Okay? Like the name of the website? Just use the glasses command. It's Blue Blocks. It's Blue Blocks. B-L-U-B-L-O-X. Or you can just use the command in chat. And then make sure you use code LONO if you order any frames. Community maps are usually higher quality. Right, like if someone makes a pile of garbage map in Forge... (laughs) Like, it isn't, it's not going to matter. No one's going to play it. Like, it'll naturally filter itself out. The cream rises to the top. It's, it's, it's a pretty organic test case that, you know, if, if, a bad, a bad map ain't going anywhere. A bad map's a non-starter, right? It, and it's not going to be a deterrent for people checking out Forge. By the way, I only have one more question loaded in the hopper. So if you're a paying member and you haven't been using the command, 
uh, for questions. You can submit questions now. It can be about Halo Infinite Forge, Tomb Raider getting its update, or the Splitgate popularity rise. Or if you feel like going a little off topic, feel free. I'm not going to be that rigid uh, with it. Yeah, you have to use the glasses commands, not the blue blocks command. Glasses. I suppose I could make um, a blue blocks command, but most people are going to misspell it because it's B-L-U-B-L-O-X. There's no E. So... more of a seismic slam in bo3 than thundercrash but yeah pretty much yeah creature has always thought that activision started sniping ideas and putting it in call of duty and that bungie got angry and i'm just like i'd have to go back and really research the timing on some of that to see if that's even a remotely viable theory. You know what I mean? Um, that would be, that would really be the question. Is it, if you go back and look at the timing, did stuff hit Call of Duty seemingly earlier than it hit Destiny as if they somehow were privy to it and saw it or whatever? Um, you know, I, that's one of the, that's always going to be one of the questions of that is, and also, did the ch- which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did did Destiny see some of those abilities in Call of Duty and think, hmm, those those would actually line up really well with our Guardians? I don't know. What came first, Destiny or Black Ops Four? But Black Ops Three had stuff had abilities in it that were very similar as well. And was that again? Was that a chicken or an egg situation? Was that Call of Duty borrowing from Destiny, or did Destiny end up borrowing from Call of Duty? I'm genuinely asking the question because I don't have a position here. I don't remember Black Ops 3's launch date. Hang on, Black Ops 3 launch date was 2015. That's a year after. That's a year after Destiny. And there were supers in Black Ops 3 that were very similar to supers in Destiny. There was a ground slam and there was a, there was a, there was at least two others I think that were pretty similar. Now again, we don't know was that was that inspired by Destiny or were they in Black Ops 3 first and then that inspired the Destiny devs? I can't remember the timing. Cuz that would have been before or around Taken King. Right? You could be right. You could be right. It also could be the other theory creature had was that Activision was going to push Bungie to only work on Call of Duty. I always had a theory that Bungie was going to was going to sell the Destiny property to Activision and that Activision was going to give Destiny to Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios to keep the game going and really turn it into like a seasonal driven format. Because High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions were doing a pretty good job anytime they touched the game. So I thought that was going to happen. For all intents and purposes, I could have been close to right. Like, Activision could have had plans to slide Destiny into the hands of VV and High Moon, and then they wanted Bungie on Call of Duty, because Activision just put like 10 studios on Call of Duty. And, and, and Bungie could have been like, absolutely not. We, don't, we have no interest in doing that. That's not what we want our studio uh, working on. And that could have driven them to split. I still think the most likely reason for the split has nothing to do with the frat boy culture at Activision Blizzard. I think it's because, because keep in mind, Activision Blizzard's not the same as Activision Publisher. Um, but they, 
uh, I think it was contractual obligations that couldn't be met and Bungie was like the only way we keep this game going is we continue to invest in this destiny not make another one because the contract stipulated that when Beyond Light launched that was supposed to basically be the third game the third installment and there was literally no way they were going to do that it would have been terrible it would have been it would have been a train wreck so I think that's the most likely explanation for why they split with them we're really close to 300 likes guys smash the like button take our poll in chat it's a 50-50 split 366 votes man the, the, the voting today and the likes have been way way down wake up chat take that poll smash that like button usually we have about an hour in on a poll we usually have about 500 to 600 votes so whether it's a yes or a no let us know would you use forge um even if you're not going to play halo no is an answer right a company that uses its content creators as a dating pool is not concerned with frat boy culture sorry not buying that played any role at all well right <laughs> yeah conflict of interest between employees you know dating people that stream it that's why some people don't stream it anymore I don't believe the smoke and mirrors about why they're not streaming anymore it's because of conflict of interest and deleted VODs that's why I voted no because I don't play I don't plan to play I mean that makes sense if you don't plan to play yeah vote no yeah 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 You have to imagine Activision won't wasn't happy having to throw extra dev teams at Destiny. If they turned a profit, they probably liked it. If they turned a profit, it just depends. Right? If you were if if you were going to invest in, you know, vi- like Vicarious Visions built the one what was a season of opulence. If that turned a profit, they were probably okay with it. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Destiny just needs to add Forge and let the players make maps. Simple. No, you're never going to be able to do that. That game runs on Tiger. You can't handle, <laughs> you'll never have a map editor in your hands in that game. It's too old. The engine's too clunky. There's no way. The reprised MP5 uh, and a bunch of developed Call of Duty could have been awesome. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. Uh. They don't stream it because their dying streaming can be as pale in comparison to the dev job. Yeah, basically. They stated publicly it didn't meet their financial expectations after all that investment. I mean, they did state that publicly. They did. They did. Yeah, I mean, I, it 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 wasn't a secret that Activision wasn't pleased with with you know where things were going or how things were performing. So, uh, next question from Google Beats. I know twenty forty two isn't a main topic, but it was brought up this morning. Do you think that seventy dollar price point is more justified now with the portal mode? I actually think that people change their mind about Battlefield after Portal. And there's a handful of reasons why. First and foremost, I said this in my video, Battlefield Portal is like its own game. 
it's like a separate game that they're just throwing in to the main to the main game right how many months do we can order dark roast should be next month so the 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 battlefield announcement was celebrated but then people started looking at the pricing and they're like this seems a little steep for a multiplayer only title it seems a little steep and so it made sense i think for battlefield to tuck away their 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 selling points and 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 trickle them out and i think Battlefield Portal was their way of saying you're not just buying Battlefield 2042 you're also getting like this separate second thing like I said it's like a second game baked in to Battlefield 2042 right so the the question the question is for Battlefield and continues to be what will player base numbers look like three and four months down the road when they start trying to do their new seasons and rolling out those specialists are they going to have enough of a consuming player base to, to continue because there is a price barrier of entry that's always there six months in if battlefield's numbers are weak or 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 decreasing to a point that it's hurting their income or hurting the player's experience, they're going to have to consider getting people in the door. How do you get people in the door? Lowering the price, making it free, doing a free weekend. These are all things that they could consider doing. But the problem with that is it's a delicate balance because you're going to have all these people that are like, I bought Battlefield 2042 for full price and six months later, you're just giving it away for free. Are you kidding me? And the, and, and the sad truth is when that happens and if that happens, let's just say if that happens, if that happens, people getting angry about a price drop or a price decrease or making the game free to play at that point in time they're going to be, in, in essence, standing on a principle that's bad for their game. It's, it'll, be, it'll be a consuming, almost cannibalistic posture. I can't believe that you want to put more people in this game so I can have a better experience and so matchmaking is quicker and so servers are more full. I can't believe you're making the game free. Those people should have to pay money just like I did. Folks are going to have to let go of that principle and that notion because I got news for you they're gonna have to lower the price of that game at least at least at the 6 month mark at the year mark I think you gotta make it free I'm I'm dead serious I think 6 months in you gotta have a significant price reduction and bundle it with all the battle passes or whatever the current battle pass season pass is at that point in time you bundle it and then a year later I think you I think you gotta make it free you just got to be like, look, it's been a year. And and look, if people get mad, let them get mad. They're not going to stop playing. If they're that willing to get that angry to post on Twitter, post on a forum, post on whatever, then more than likely they're still playing. They're, they're, they're still playing. So the, 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 the question is, the question is, I don't think, I don't necessarily think that they're going to have to worry about the consumer response, right? Because the consumer response is always going to be 
uh, you know, reactionary. It's always going to be a reactionary thing. And the consumers that react that negatively one year in are probably still playing. No one's putting the sticks down just because you suddenly made the game for free. I just don't think so. Not in a measurable number. I, I don't think so. All public comments uh, were just kids arguing at the end of the day. Everyone was throwing shots at one another. Oh, I'm not sure what that was. Man beats Dark Souls with controller made out of pizza. <laughs> when you say Halo will need it, do you mean the paid part of Halo will need it to compete with 2042? Because if not, I don't see the existence of competition if we're talking free versus paid. No, 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 no. Not a free versus paid thing, Snazzy. The idea that if Halo Infinite wants to be a premier respected and highly engaged with multiplayer game they're gonna need forge because battlefield portal in my mind sort of threw down the gauntlet sort of said look this this is a feature that people are gonna want and they're gonna pine after they're gonna seek after this and you better have it now i don't think it needs to necessarily be behind a paywall i I don't necessarily think that but i do think that if if they throw it in for free that that does two things. Number one, that increases the likelihood of, of, of engagement with Forge. Number two, it makes it seem like a very, very sweet offer. It's like totally free and we get all of this. You know what I mean? We get we get all of this. I see your point. After you're talking about 2042 needing to go free, I 100% agree. Right. I, I think 2042 is going to have to be free a year later. I don't think your player base has any any hope of surviving if a year later you still have to buy the game for full price. If a game becomes free to play, lobbies start becoming dominated by BS sketchy players even more so. I mean, that's obviously always a risk, Salty, whenever you make a game free. You know, especially if it's on PC and people can get cheats. You know, if Battlefield ends up with cheats, which it probably will. But at the same time, you got to take the good with the bad, don't you? A year later, if your lobbies and your servers are ghost towns, you have to have something to, to, you know, bring it back to life. And dedicated servers, I think, is is extremely helpful with cheat detection because it's easier to do server-side checks of, like, what are people doing? I saw people, like, Astacross asking if something happened at Bungie, and I'm like... Do these people not know Bungie yet? They got a virtue single at every opportunity. I mean, from what I know, okay, this is what I know. This is what I know. The tip of the iceberg that we've seen at Purple, with with mismanaging things and having and having favor trading and nasty stuff going on in the background. There was like 16 ex employees that spoke out. I got news for you. Purple's next purple platform will be the next platform investigated and likely and I pray for it shredded by a lawsuit deservedly so for for all kind of unethical and horrible things going on in the background because we've seen the tip of the iceberg from what I've known and the articles I've read and the testimonials of ex-employees they're next okay don't kid yourself This is why months ago they announced some third-party company was going to step in and help them investigate internal things going on. Do you want to know why? They're gearing up for litigation because I think that they know that it's coming, right? Second, what I know about the organization that runs that conference, 
and they all they all lied about me and said all those things about me they also should be investigated from what i know and the things that have been hidden from the public's eye and the things that have gone on in the background and the and the public pr stuff they've pulled with having somebody step down and and their narrative armor tweets what i know to be true is that when you see glimpses of things on the surface there's usually far more sinister things happening underneath typically it's way worse underneath you're getting a glimpse into the treachery right what i know about bungie they're likely next to like i you know what i'm saying there, there, there is no way from what I know and the things that I've heard and the things that I know went down there's literally no way there's no way they're squeaky clean I highly doubt it most companies aren't most of these companies are not squeaky clean there's a reason this is happening this is happening because most companies have been like it's easier to ignore it or sweep it under the rug which is a terrible way to handle it but I'm telling you right now I have severe doubts based on everything we've read and the the even the glass door reviews which you have to take those with a grain of salt but when even the glass door reviews have a lot of things in common i don't know i just feel like a lot of these companies are up next you know yeah start the clock that's right i saw that tweet i was like yep start the clock because you're doing this now you know me think you doth protest too much it's like why are you immediately running to the public to suddenly be like Oh yeah, not us. We that kind of stuff doesn't go on here. We really stand. We really blah blah blah. Yeah, sure you do. Uh-huh. It's almost like don't look over here. Sweep that under the get that out of Yeah, not not us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, it, 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 I I I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I I, I saw the same thing happen when Doc Disrespect had his thing and a bunch of people spoke out and made sure to say how much they love their wives and it's like, yeah (laughs) but I know about this instance and I know about that instance and I know about these DMs that exist man, no wonder you're tweeting (laughs) no wonder you're tweeting Look look at what happened look at what happened last summer there were people literally tweeting about me and then they got outed. It was like, yeah, look at this guy. And then someone's like, are you are you seriously going to open your mouth and make a video? You know? Yeah, like that chucklehead makes his video with lies and then a couple days later his tweet comes out with an apology. Oh, yeah. Wow. I've never seen that before. Like, opportunism at its best and then the truth comes out about you. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, start to just wait, just wait, just wait. It's only a matter of time. You can't keep things like this hidden forever. That's what these lawsuits are proving. These lawsuits are proving, and that's why I have a like. I'm like waiting. I'm like, come on, you know. There, you can't keep things like this hidden forever. The truth always comes out. It does. So these these companies these companies and the people that did wrong deserve justice and what should happen in the aftermath is keep those companies obviously internally accountable how do you keep a company accountable if you don't work there right so this guy got properly canceled in may due to major harassment <clears throat> and he also used his platform to debase you the irony right that's it yeah that's another person that's exactly right yeah, yeah, yeah. 
though. What's good, Atwood? Uh, how are you, sir? Uh, next question from Robert Jones. Have you seen Splitgate's kill confirmed mode? It's called teabag confirmed. You have to bag to get points. This is what I call leaning in to the meme or leaning into the joke, right? I talked about this recently. Like this is something that content creators really struggle with because they're extremely sensitive, you know? They, they, they usually, they usually, they, they usually overreact to this sorts of stuff, right? Lean into it and laugh it off. This is exactly how you do that. You know what I mean? I don't think it's fair to bash them for in the workplace relationships that aren't based on abuse. I know many people who meet their partners at work and spend most of their lives at work. You don't think there's an automatic and intrinsic power imbalance when somebody working at a company dates somebody who streams their game. You don't think there's a giant difference there. I'm not talking about Sally and Tom in different departments at a company dating. I'm talking about somebody streaming. Let's say I was streaming, you know, let's say that I was a young single woman. I know that's hard to imagine. And I was streaming you know, New World. And then suddenly I started dating somebody that worked at the company on New World. Do you not think that if that happens, I don't know, more than once, that that's a little strange, that that's a little odd, that there's a potential not just conflict of interest, but also an intrinsic power imbalance that would, I don't know, cause some concern? Once? Yeah, I don't know once you might be like yeah it just happens people meet when it's like three or four come on it's like what's going on here <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> why is as, as creature has said why is your dating pool the streaming directory <laughs> it's just it's just odd it's just odd you know i'm not saying that anything bad happened but that being a consistent trend In any case, back to the question about Splitgate. You know, the the teabagging thing, the teabagging thing is funny because if if you this is this is true of of trolls, um, this is true of hate in general on the internet. This is you know this is just a good life lesson for people. It only has power that is given to it. Do you understand? If someone teabags you in a game, it is com- it is a completely benign act if you treat it as such. It only has power the minute you give it power. You get frustrated, right? You know, you 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 get angry, you get flustered, maybe you start playing stupid cuz you want to go after them. Maybe you send them hate mail and then you get banned. <laughs> there are people that have done that, right? They get angry about a teabag and then they send hate mail and then Xbox like com bans them for like a week, right? And so the thing is, is that if you see it and treat it as if it has no power, then it has no power. When, when I've had people harass me over the years, I've just learned that like it literally has no power. It's just, it's literally just zeros and ones on a screen that doesn't have anything to do with me. 
the more people I've muted and let just scream into the void, the more I've realized that they 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 don't have a, a single ounce of power, and streamers don't realize this. They want to highlight you know people that harass them, and they want to highlight people that send them mean messages, and it's like. Number one, that's exactly what they want. And number two, you just gave them a massive amount of power that they didn't earn themselves. Now your entire platform sees what they said to you. And they that to them is like a badge of honor. It's like, yeah, I got them so ruffled and rattled that they posted it on their, on their, on their, their Twitter feed or whatever. And so if you never acknowledge it and you never give it any attention, it just, it just sits there and looks as pathetic as it is, right? And, or, or, there's also the other alternative of just leaning into the joke. Just lean into it. It's funny, you know? <laughs> We're literally gonna have a mode where you have to teabag people. You know? Just lean into it. I, the, like, emoting is essentially, like, if you really think about emoting, and this is what blows my mind, this is what blows my mind when people get so mad at teabagging, emoting is essentially the evolution of teabagging. My character can do something to showboat, brag, or pour some salt in the wound after I kill you. I can dance, I can do the L thing that they do in Fortnite, right? Like, that's what emoting is. Emoting is that. It's the evolution of teabagging. It's essentially... Teabagging is the granddaddy of emoting in games. That's all it is. It's like, I'm going to do this thing after I kill you to showboat, agitate, and 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 visually, non-verbally talk trash. It's, the, it's a non-verbal way to talk trash to somebody else. You want to drop a mic on them. You want to dance on them. Whatever. You want to teabag. So the idea that people would put it in, in, in its in like a special a special classification, like a, a, a community manager treating that as if that's different than emoting, it's like that's all emoting is is nonverbal bragging and showboating. That's all teabagging has ever been is a nonverbal showboat brag to agitate your the other team. You know, and so. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that I think that in 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 general, there is uh, th- there there's a lot to be said for. We a- we actually create more division and we get more divisive when we establish like a list of labels and things like oh that is wrong or these people are that. If you lean into it, joke about it, and laugh it off. You take its power away, and then you may end up. You may end up with with somebody that like comes around and is your bud or is your friend or you know whatever, you know. Um, so it's the same as L dancing on someone in Fortnite, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, like that's what emoting is. Ginger Prime tweeted. Uh, SNTR Presents and I talked about the future of YouTube gaming and how big changes might be on the horizon. Really uh, hope that... uh, What is it? Is it Team YouTube? Team YouTube and uh, YouTube Gaming are listening uh, and have 
big plans. Would love to talk to someone about how streaming could evolve and dominate. Uh, really hope the team YouTube and YouTube Gaming are listening and have big plans. Would love to talk to someone about how streaming could evolve and dominate. Retweet. I didn't realize he was putting that up. Um, he put up a video. Uh, is YouTube Gaming... Uh, no, you talking about it? like... Oh, golly. Uh, is YouTube Gaming gearing up to compete with the Purple Platform? It's a highlight. He put my logo on his face. <laughs> Ginger, you're freaking nut. Um, so that should be good. That should be good. I love having conversations like that with people. That was a really, really good time. So if you guys haven't checked that out, I just retweeted it. That is one reason to still check me out and follow on Twitter. Um, so that when I am, you know, doing those types of podcasts or having those types of opportunities, that's usually where they end up. They end up getting tweeted, uh, tweeted about. So, and we appreciate people being here this morning. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys hitting like and taking the poll. We're on our way to 400 likes. If you haven't pressed like yet this morning, do so. Take our poll. It's in the chat. Halo Infinite Forge, will you use it? If you're a paying member, you can submit questions that I'm taking right now. And Arch Enigma says, is Forge or Portal the new must-have feature in PvP shooters? Like, how will it have a BR is asked of new game releases. I don't want to do this thing where we create that, like... I don't want to put that out into the world, but I want to say this. I don't think BR is the must-have or the you-need-this or the you-need-that. I, I, I don't think so. The reason I think Forge and Portal could set, let's, let's phrase it this way, they could set a new standard, okay? They could set a new standard of what PvP games need to aspire to. Why? Because there are certain things the community is better at than the developers. There's just certain things that we're going to be better at. Why? We are legion, okay? There is millions of people playing these games. The I, I've always called it. I've always called it the the genius of the millions. Like when you put a million minds together, you end up with a genius brain. Like it's a genius. Like if you think about it, the combined intellect of millions of people playing Halo Infinite or Battlefield 2042, that's a genius mind. That's that that doesn't exist as a developer. There there isn't a company right now with that amount of input, vision, brainstorming, experimentation non-divergent thinking like you put it all together and you end up with the genius of the millions and so we're going to be better at certain things i'll give you a handful of examples of what we're better at than these developers number one we are better at breaking the game than you are always will be better at breaking the game why because there's ton there you you can never get the processing testing investigative power of an entire player base at one company it's not possible we are better at breaking your game than you will ever be it's seemingly impossible to be as good as we are at breaking your game second we're better at finding the shortest path 
the path of least resistance the, the, the gaming community is like water running down a mountain. We will find the path of re- least resistance and then the water will slowly all start like going that route. Right? And then when you go that route, you end up with, oh man, a, a village is destroyed. Or, properly channeled, you have a water wheel spinning and you have power. Okay? Third, third, Sometimes we're better at innovation within the game because there's so many people playing and so many goofy ideas that can happen. That's not going to happen in a vacuum. That's not going to happen in a developer, you know, think tank. One of the greatest dangers that I think developers fall prey to is infatuation with their own vision and ideas and it turns into blinders they end up with like blinders on and they think this is going to be amazing or this is going to be awesome or whatever you know whatever the case whatever the case may be so i would say this could be the new standard for that reason in 12 months okay in 12 months battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite will likely have modes, maps, and ideas that the developers never conceived of. Ever. Ever. They'd be like, we never would have thought people would have come up with this. This is hysterical. Entire modes and ideas and maps will be born out of people just being like, what if we take a helicopter and turn it upside down, put it inside a building, and we try and actually use that as a fan, and the fan is blowing people out the doors, and the purpose of the game is to try to get inside to blow the helicopter up. Like, stupid stuff like that will be born out of people just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing that it sticks. And when that happens, I think other game companies are going to say, holy, holy crap, like, we can do the same thing. We can harness the power of the sun if we do this properly. Millions of people playing the game, throwing around ideas, and then cool things are born. It, it happens all the time. Modding communities and, you know, even things like Rocket League. Rocket League is one of the most popular games in the world. You know, if you said, you know, popular free-to-play titles right now, cross-play titles or whatever, Rocket League's got to be in the top, I don't know, probably top 20, 25 games in the world, which is, an, which, which is an amazing accomplishment. And that game was literally born out of a couple Unreal Tournament developers goofing around with their own little private game mode, thinking it was fun to play by themselves, and they sat it on a shelf, and it sat there for years. And then they brought it out and gave it to the public, and it's been a smash hit. Right? So, you never know. You, you never, ever know when some goofy, silly idea, entire franchises and, and, and game modes can be born out of it. Now, to answer the question, is this a must-have feature? The way that gaming expectations are set, they're set by greatness. They're not set by mediocrity. So when a game is great, that sets your expectations. I expect the rest of these games to be like this. Right? The, the first time you played a really, really good shooter and you determined that it was a great game, it achieved greatness. The first time you played Gears of War or Call of Duty, when the games first came out, they achieved greatness. And then your expectations are at that bar. 
you don't expect games to look and run like GoldenEye anymore. You don't expect games to look and run like Doom or Quake. You expect them to to hit the new the new bar, the new measure. So if completely customized modes and maps become not just popular, but if they achieve greatness, then yes, people will conclude all games should have this. A game is going to release and people are going to be like, well, where's the, uh, where's the custom? Where's custom stuff? Where's private matches? Where's the, uh, where, where, where's all the, where's all the features where I can do my own thing and play my own games with my buddies? Where is all that? And if it's not there, they'll be like, I don't understand. Isn't this like a standard thing now? Proteus would like a word. (laughs) Well, there, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There, there is room, I think right there is room for games and and companies to to go back and to and to make and to make games that have that classic vintage feel i'm not i'm not gonna deny that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know keep that off the table okay but but i do think that you know when you're getting that what you're actually getting you're 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 getting something that is um that is sort of in a vein. You're getting something that is sort of in a lane that is uh, that is that is more. I think more of a. Oh, I know what I'm buying. I'm buying like a nostalgia kick. You know, there. I, I installed. Um, I need somebody to sell me on Children of Morta because I thought like if there were co-op rogue games, that would be perfect for my wife and I to game in the evening. There's not a sense of like, oh man we gotta progress, we gotta progress, we gotta progress, it would be more like no, we are we are um, we're just playing one run and seeing how far we can get and then we're putting it down so we tried Children of Morta and I I couldn't get to the base game, I couldn't get to where we were playing together, it had this super long super serious intro which I gotta tell you, if you like rogues if you like isometric top down pixel graphic rogues Children of Morta is a part of Game Pass right now. You should check it out. It seemed like it was going to be a very high quality game. I did think that the controls weren't as, intu- as as intuitive as I would want them to be, but I'm hopping around a lot between games right now, and I, that could be part of the problem, right? So, um, there, there's always that chance that like a classic, like vintage style game could. Could, could catch your attention and be exciting but in this realm you know I guess I'm not necessarily talking graphics because that is true that a lot of games now are coming out with a more classic uh, graphical feel but it's more about the standard if you get a certain standard from Battlefield Portal and Halo Forge Halo Infinite Forge then I think people are going to say this needs to be something that I get in all of my games. I, I, I need this in, in every game that I play because it's so fun. It creates so much potential, right? Yeah, I didn't like Katana Zero when I played it. There was something about it that that, that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, um, your key request. Oh, so I got, I got an Eldest Souls key. I got an Eldest Souls key. Um... So that's exciting. Okay, we'll see if I get we'll see if I get Tribes of Midgard because that's tomorrow. 
Have you tried the new D3 season yet? The new Ethereal weapons are super cool. Um, no. See, here's the problem that my wife and I ran into when we played, um, when we, when we played Diablo the seasons. We got so far in, like, achieving all the chapters of stuff that it was like, there was no way there was no way we were going to complete all of them. Number one, this frustrated me a lot about last season. There was a bunch of things we had to do on our own. I'm like, what the frick is the point of this? I can't play with my wife and achieve these chapters? Like, I don't want to sit here next to her and play by myself. There was a bunch of things like, do this solo, do this solo. I'm like, frick you! No! I don't want to do it solo. Right? It should be, do this solo, slash, or do this, you know, cooperatively, or whatever. In any case, we got really far in the Diablo season and I felt like the only way we were going to beat anything and achieve anything was if we got into like min-maxing guides and really took it serious and I was just like the seasonal content and the forges and the grinding was really fun in the beginning when it was like super super casual but there's a tipping point in a Diablo season where it's like casual fun play for a couple hours a night oh this is awesome there's loots everywhere there's loot everywhere I'm leveling and leveling and leveling and then all of a sudden it tips over and it's like welcome to hell and like everything is super super hard um we just completed 95% of the latest season chapters co-op it was a good time love the new wings oh well we tried out um, Fogs, P-H-O-G-S. Is that what? Is that the name of it? It's like, it was kind of a game. Yeah, Fogs. It was kind of a game that I was considering. I was considering playing uh, with Hilly. So my wife and I tried it out, and it's pretty fun. It's pretty cute. It's pretty adorable. Um, so, it's like you're 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 a two-headed dog. Like it's like a it's like a there's a head down here and a head down here, and you have to like cooperate to do stuff. It's kind of fun. Um, machine learning algorithms data science all buzzwords but perfectly functional and widespread nowadays they could make a pvp like solo experience if they wanted or if the money was there yeah maybe maybe um we have almost 500 votes on the poll if you guys haven't voted yet halo infinite forge will you use it if you haven't smashed like yet consider doing that if you've enjoyed the show today subscribing is free Click the subscribe button and the bell button. We want to earn your sub. It's a safe for work broadcast Monday through Friday. You have to subscribe if you want to talk in the chat. That's just to keep the uh, the haters and the bots away. If you want to submit a question, you need to be a paying member. We would love to see that join button and the join command getting worn out and getting some new members in there uh, and, uh, and submitting questions like the next one from Ashen Hollow. Off topic, what do you think Sea of Thieves can do to expand its endgame after hitting Pirate Legend? A lot of streamers advise against blitzing to Pirate Legend because of the lack of endgame. Yeah, I mean, there's always the potential to do the classic, you know, Call of Duty. I don't know if they invented this, but a lot of people think of Call of Duty when they hear something like this, like the classic rollover or what they called prestige, right? Rolling over and getting some new sort of a rank or some new sort of a, uh, you know, some new level of, oh, here's what I am. So, you know, Pirate Legend, if you roll over and then everything gets reset, 
and now you're working on something, right? Um, yeah, the clip button is if you want to clip like a like a short statement or a short uh, segment or something. Um, the uh, the I, I think I do. I think that usually in a game like that, that's the best thing you can do is you hit Pirate Legend, reset everything, and now you're working on something else. I can't sleep. I actually got out of work at a decent time. Too wired. Tuned on Lono's sweet voice to maybe lull me to sleep. Well, if my sweet voice might lull you to sleep or keep you awake, depending on depending on you know what what voice octave I hit or how much bass is coming through. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see if I actually help you fall asleep. Um, so it you know with, with Sea of Thieves, I, I I do. I think the general problem with Sea of Thieves, at least for me and from where I sat when I tried to play it with my wife. And I'm tempted to go back and try and play it with her again because we got everything all set up in the living room and then we had a terrible night and I lost, I just totally lost my freaking temper. I was like, this is so aggravating. Because it was like the third or fourth play session in a row where I got nothing accomplished, right? I got absolutely nothing accomplished. And so it, th- that was, that's I think the main issue for me with, with, with Sea of Thieves is that you... You end up, you end up, I think, in a in a category of, you know, of, it's just such a grind, and it's all cosmetic, that, I guess I'll say it this way, I guess I'll say it this way, Sea of Thieves is a massive, massive grind, and the if if somebody buys into that grind. And is willing to is willing to do it and get all the things and get all the unlocks and you're motivated by cosmetics, then my thought would be that getting you to do it all over again would only work if the cosmetics were were in the right lane or were cool enough or maybe iterations on things you've already had or something like that. I, I don't know, right? I don't know. I think I think in general that's the biggest problem with that game is like it's it's only cosmetic. So by the time you get to Pirate Legend and you roll over, it's like, well, now what am I going to do? Just go chase more more cosmetics? You know, if you make it that far and you are that motivated, you know. But here's here's part of the problem: a lot of people are going to go for Pirate Legend and a lot of the achievements in that game as a completionist, not necessarily, not necessarily because of. Um, they want the cosmetics, right? You might be a box checker. You're just checking the boxes. And because you're checking the boxes, that's why you want Pirate Legend. You may not give a rip about the cosmetics. Maybe you went and looked at a lot of the cosmetics and you don't think they're even that nice. Um, you know, maybe you think they're ugly. <laughs> and they're not a strong enough motivation to play. Maybe you're motivated by the, the sense of completionism. Depends on the player, honestly. A lot of the times. Um... I do like the cosmetic aspect and the lack of power grind and getting stronger and better at fighting because of skills. Right, 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 right. You, you've you bought in. You've bought into what they're selling. They're selling you in Sea of Thieves the idea that if you put in enough time, if you put in enough time, you will get to look cool and you'll get the, the shiny thing and the shiny stuff. And you've bought into that. Yeah, the sailing is hypnotic. I've always thought the sailing in that game was amazing. That's why I, I would love to turn off the PvP. 
no one's ever going to convince me that PvP makes the game better because I'm like I just want to sail around and grind like I don't I, I just I don't want to deal with that fear of losing my stuff or that fear of getting attacked or not even the fear of getting attacked just getting chased and then you w- w- waste your time like if I go to play a game right now like let's say I go to play in the evenings I go to play Ghost of Tsushima there's not some elements of Ghost of Tsushima where I'm going to get chased by like mobs of bad guys and I can't do what I set out to do. If I want to go and clear a map or go and fight somebody or do a duel or clear a camp or do a side mission or do a main mission, I can just do it. But in Sea of Thieves, they can be like, hey, right? You you were, uh, were going to do this? Yeah, not now. You're going to get chased for 25 minutes and achieve nothing with your time. I... I don't know. I I think I think that is is why I just can't get down with it. I would think the best thing they could do for you is just let you reset everything and and give you things, you know, earnable things. Did we already talk about the Blizzard debacle this morning? We did. I'll give you my thoughts. I'll give you my commentary, but I'm not going to do like a video, you know. I just don't like I don't want to get down into the to the it gets it just it's messy. It's just messy and I don't I don't like how much people get to capitalize and make money off those types of situations, you know? Um, so yeah, no, it's fine to ask Carlos one, you, you know, it's, it's, there's never, there's everything wrong with asking. It's just, I didn't want to do like a short and a thumbnail and a title. And I'm, I'm telling you what, we would have had a, we would have had a big day. We'd have had tons of views, tons, tons of clicks. And, uh, I just, I just didn't want to do it. So plus YouTube's weird about a lot of those buzzwords. Um, I know you're not a fan of Mortal Kombat uh, by any means. However, there are rumors of their title being remastered. The game is very popular co-op adventure game starring two popular characters. Potential for Friday nights. I've no, no. Some of you guys have just got to let go of this kind of thing. You guys want to get me into certain games and fighting and fighting games and anime. I just, you got to let that go. Um, and that's not what Q&A is for. Uh, those glasses are awesome. What are they and where can you get them? Uh, just use the glasses command. Uh, just use the glasses command. All good, my guy. Love them new shades. I appreciate that. Thank you, Heartless One. Um, we, yeah, I like the, the pictures turned out really good yesterday. We were talking about that earlier. Like, I was really feeling myself. I was like, yeah, I'm look, I look good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to use the glasses command, they are from Blue Blocks. There's uh, three different types of lenses that they sell. These are called Sleep Plus. They're not really designed to be worn during the day. I do it because I think they look cool, and it draws attention to the new sponsor. Um, I switch to my normal blue light blocking glasses when I play games because uh, this does shade everything red. Um, but these are designed to be worn two to three hours before sleep to help with uh, like melatonin levels and blocking blue light. And the normal blue light blocking glasses are intended to be worn when you're looking at screens, tablets, phones and, and, and blue light uh, monitors all day. When you're out and about throughout the day, like you're outdoors and stuff, you don't you don't really need blue light blocking glasses. We have a, a disproportionate amount of blue light in our daily lives now, and that's why the glasses exist. Um, so, but I, you know, I kind of wear these for, for, for style, you know. Uh, it's not a fighting game or anime. It's a hack and slash, kind of like Ghost of Tsushima, but two player. Oh, I didn't know there was a there was a Mortal Kombat hack and slash co op game or whatever. Um, 
I mean, anytime there's a co-op game in a vein where Hilly and I can make it fun, we'll definitely want to check it out. Um, we will, uh, we'll, we'll definitely want to check it out. Um, but if it's a fighting game, if it's a fighting game, you just got to let that one go. <laughs> there's a big difference between the two. I didn't realize it was a hack and slash, uh, Atwood. If it's rumored to be remastered, um, I would be interested to see where it lands, like what platforms, uh, obviously, you know, launch date would be, uh, would be good. Um, you know, uh, Lavar Burton is going to do guest hosting on Jeopardy. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, Oh, that's a really old title. Look at that artwork. Wow. 2005, 16-year-old game. Yeah, I mean, if they uh, if they, if they decide to remake it and it's worth playing, I mean, we, we could always check it out. Um, let me uh, clear all the questions except for the one on uh, screen. If people want to submit, um, we're, I guess we're going to go off topic earlier in the show. I think we're going to have to kick Halo Infinite down the, down the road a piece until some significant news launch. Um, it's really funny. If we do a PS5 or a Sony topic, people are like, they, they don't, they don't care. They don't, cause we have like a really large Xbox crowd. Halo Infinite lately has been, I, I think people are right now just waiting for either waiting for the game or they're waiting for the, uh, they're waiting for the, the news. There just hasn't been enough news. I thought a strong opinion piece would bring the, bring the heat, bring the debate, bring the discussion today. But just like the last time we, we talked about Heroes of Reach as a season, people are like, we don't give a frick. Like, it's just weird to me. I don't know. We're trying to get a bead on, like, what makes for a lead topic and drives discussion in Q&A. And I, I think Halo, we're going to have to put Halo on the shelf for a while. I don't know. It's, uh, th- I thought for sure, I was like, oh, man, Halo Forge, just like with Heroes of Reach. But um, I don't know. That that Xbox crowd is just is just shrugging at these uh, these these topics. They do the same thing when we discuss Sony. I'm like, okay, you guys only talk Sony. You don't only talk Halo. It seems like newer games are where all the heat is at right now. Is my game request too late for this month? I upgraded late in the month. No, you, but you gotta do it in Discord, or I'll never they'll, I'll never remember. Um. Looking at gameplay. Oh, they have a trailer for the new Apex Legends Emergence trailer. Oh, gosh. Oh, they're premiering it right now. Sorry about that. I thought I had the browser muted. Tune in tomorrow, July 26th. Oh, like literally right now uh, for the uh, for the trailer. Yeah, it's premiering right now. Um we weren't set up we weren't set up to watch this so i suppose we could i don't think we already saw the trailer during ea play i thought um you already put it in the game request section i want to request man eater oh is that the shark game okay we're going to have to think through how we do those now cuz we're not doing um 
we're not doing a whole lot of uh, of of live streaming on the gaming channel. Um, uh, you said you didn't want to cover this. I don't remember saying that I didn't want to cover Apex Emergence. Um, I think I think I I well no I didn't want to cover a trailer. That's not a live event. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to cover a trailer. It's just a gameplay trailer. Yeah, no, I didn't want. That's not an event. It would have been if we would have sat here with that on the thumbnail all morning. I don't. I don't think that would have been the right use of our time. Because um, I, I, it would. They, they went on EA Play and showed a lot and showed the big long thing for Seer, and then the thing today was was just a trailer. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to cover trailers like they're live events. Um, People are really into Battlefield right now. Like, all I'm getting recommended is Battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're looking at, like, basically what we try to do when the news dries up is we try to go strong opinion. Um, but it, um, it doesn't, it just doesn't always, it just doesn't always land because in my mind, and this is me we're trying to like oops that's the wrong scene we're trying to make predictions for the audience right let me i need to do my last one anyway let's do the last short and then i'm going to take a i'm going to take a quick break we're trying to predict what the audience is going to like react to and i thought halo infinite forge that's it like people are going to get really passionate about that people are going to want to show up and talk about forge and debate and Battlefield 2042. Maybe we should have put Battlefield 42 uh, in the in the thumb so people would know like why I was saying it. I was like I put Halo Infinite in the thumbnail. So there's always it's just always an experiment to see like what's going to drive conversation, what's going to drive Q and A. Um, we had a lot of questions this morning, and maybe I just flew through them too fast because we did. We had like we had a good we had a good log of of like a, a backlog of questions, like almost immediately. So. Um, let's see. Mm-mm. I'm an Xbox guy who's only ever had an Xbox, but I've never played a single Halo game. I was a pretty big Xbox guy, and I only, funny enough, I only played Halo because of my friends. Like, I didn't play Halo because I was like, oh man, I want to play Halo. And I remember when I played Reach co-op with people it was literally only because there was nothing else to play cooperatively there was there was it was there was nothing there was nothing else it was just like this is the only back then co-op as a feature was so misleading a game would say it would have co-op and you'd get the game and it wouldn't be genuine co-op it would be like it would be something else it would be like a like a side mission co-op thing so one of the main reasons I played Halo was because of my friends and because it was like it was one of the very very few games that you could play through the entire campaign with somebody else and that was such a rarity back then that's why my friends and I loved Borderlands so much it was like man you know Borderlands is a great game yeah, you can play through the whole thing Diablo with guns with your pals you know alright let me give you the, the, the deets on Shadow of the Tomb Raider this update uh, that they pushed out. 
Thanks for watching another SNTR short, and this one is about Shadow of the Tomb Raider getting a really nice update for PS5. There's also apparently some things going on with the Xbox as well. If you like these short gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my uploads. You can also check out my main channel, SNTR Presents, where I live stream every single day. So, this is reported by The Gamer. Shadow of the Tomb Raider now supports 4K resolution at 60 FPS on the PS5 thanks to a surprise update. Update 2.01 mentions that the game will now support for 4K at high frame rate on PlayStation 5 in high resolution mode. However, no official communication has been released by Square Enix or Eidos Montreal besides the patch notes. Now, I was told this morning by someone, I downloaded this on my PS5 and we're going to check it out later. It still is downloading as a PS4 version that, 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 that still has, it downloads. But apparently, when you go in, you pick the high resolution mode, it turns this update on, and we're obviously going to check it out later. Now, I, for one, when I played this game a while ago, I love the first two. I love her as a character. I thought the third game was very bad. I didn't even end up finishing it. It was designed very differently. It was structured in a way that was a little too linear for my taste. And I was playing it on PC, and back then, they were trying to do all this stuff with the graphics and the lighting that was it was causing issues with performance. So beyond just performance issues, I thought the design of the game was very, very different. So I'm excited to dive back in, see if it feels a little bit different on a PS5, especially with a really, really nice update. But it was made by a different studio than the one who built the first two sort of revisits to the franchise. This one's supposed to sort of end their treatment of the game. But it ended up, I think, being the worst of the three, right? Now, more from the report here. As spotted by Eurogamer, some Redditors also noticed that Shadow of the Tomb Raider's Xbox Xbox version is now optimized for the Series X and S. It's not clear why neither the developer nor the publisher has put out any information about this update. Perhaps they didn't want to make a fuss about a three-year-old game. Earlier in the month, the studio responsible for a number of Tomb Raider PC ports, Nixus, uh, had been acquired and integrated into the PlayStation Studios roster. Nixus was the studio behind ports of Deus Ex series and Hitman titles, giving rise to the theory that PlayStation may be considering more PC ports for a number of its exclusive games. Now, this is not just a theory, but that you know, but Sony has indicated they want more of their games to be on PC. That document that leaked, they already did Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn. They apparently have plans to do Uncharted 4. So that's not really a theory, so it'll be interesting to see what games they end up porting. According to PlayStation boss Herman Holst, he said Nixus will be a strong asset for everyone across PlayStation Studios, helping our teams focus on their most important goal, which is to create unique PlayStation content at the best possible quality. Shadow of the Tomb Raider was also one of the many games to benefit from Microsoft's FPS boost technology. That's something that you can go turn on on your Xbox Series X or S if your Xbox is plugged into a compatible television or monitor that allows for those higher resolutions. The feature nearly doubles the FPS on select backwards compatible games for the Xbox X and the S. It's hard to say that. So, the actual update to PS5 for Shadow of the Tomb Raider went unannounced. 4K60. We're definitely going to check this out. When they did this for God of War, it really made the game look amazing. I've really enjoyed any time I've gone back to showcase that on the PlayStation 5. We'll be checking out that out later today on this main channel, SNTR Presents. If you're over on SNTR Shorts, hit that subscribe and the bell button if you like these gaming news videos, and I'll see you 
in the next video. Okay. Do 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 do. <laughs> Zubair. Um. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Later in the show, we usually shift to a more AMA structure, ask me anything off topic. The question queue has been basically virtually cleared. If you want to submit a question with the queue command or the question command, both in the chat as well as in the Discord, you can do that now and it can be off topic. It could be maybe about me, maybe about some other gaming thing going on. We usually save this for the, for later in the show, but we've already kind of rounded out. This was just a, this is another kind of a non-starter topic that we thought was going to be a banger, and we've misfired. So that means you guys get to kind of determine the second half of the show then. Um, so if there's other things going on in gaming or things that you just want to ask me about as a paying member you can submit those questions right now if you're new to the stream that's a paying member benefit but you don't have to be a member to talk in the chat you can hit subscribe and then you'll be able to talk in chat subscribing is 100% free and you can take the poll in chat about Halo Infinite Forge I think the lack of interest in Forge either as a feature or in Halo Infinite in general from the poll is an indicator. We're going to take a break probably from Halo Infinite topics. Unless they drop something major, then obviously we'll cover it. So, for the time being, uh, I'm going to take a quick break, run upstairs, stretch my legs, use the restroom, and I'm going to hit some ads. If you enjoy not having ads disrupt the channel quite a bit, consider clicking the join button or use that join command. To become a paying member and get a badge and emotes in the chat, that supports me directly. Um, And I'm going to talk to my wife, see if we've narrowed down shipping on the coffee. It's supposed to be here today or tomorrow. So if you want to put it in order of the light roast, we have that restock now. And then dark roast is next month. Okay, I'll be right back.
Oh. Okay. I am back. Uh, let's see. Tame says, do you think because Battlefield 2042 um, added this portal thing to the community that it could open up to more older Battlefield stuff or even goofy stuff like 2042 versus zombie-like goofy assets? Well, they, I mean, they already showed that in the trailer. That's like actually one of the things they used to showcase it was old versus new. Sort of like, here's the new with night vision and here's the new with better weapons and the like old world war two stuff. So yes, 100%. I think you're going to see stuff like this happen. I mean, if it, maybe you didn't watch the trailer, like this is actually like in the trailer, um, when they, uh, when they showcased it. So this is, this is one of the ways I think they got everybody kind of excited. Like they got like all the world war guys standing around with knives and then the other guys are walking around with defibrillators and then just all of a sudden start running at each other. Um, so yeah, for sure. That's, I think that's one of the goals here. Um, Ashen says, I'm sorry, but this has been bugging me about destiny and forge as makers of the forge. Why do you think they've been, uh, had such a hard time with making or altering maps? Um, yes, these are the Brooklyn Sleep Plus. That's exactly what these are, Cody. Um, sorry. I said they were Sleep Plus, but I didn't say they were Brooklyn. Um, I meant adding goofy assets like zombies or alien models. Oh, you mean like literally make them look silly and goofy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Tame. It, It didn't seem like they were going that far down the road they were giving people the freedom to set up like really, really silly interactions and goofy things, but not necessarily, um, you know, putting in aliens or zombie models. Now they could do that. I think to drive some of the excitement and some of the attention, but they might not want to go too far down. Like the silly, the silly route, you know, from what we saw, I don't think they're going to do that. Initially, they could do it later. But, yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you, Ashen, from everything we know, like, people are, because I saw somebody put this in chat, they're like, well, I don't understand, the Tiger engine was what Halo was built in, and that's what they gave people, you know, that's how they gave people the Forge, or whatever. They gave people Forge in the past, and the Tiger engine, and it worked just fine. While that is true... The verge, the version of Tiger that they used to build Destiny, I'm pretty sure has been significantly modified. And I, from everything we've read about internal leaks and internal documentation, it is incredibly sluggish and like really, really clunky. Like if you read that one article about how Joseph Staten's supercut was rejected and why it took them so long to rebuild the game, they would have to like generate the world overnight and then come in and just moving like a bush or a tree or something was like a nightmare there. It was so inefficient. So whatever they did to the engine, the assets or whatever, the world building that went, that, that made it differ from destiny, you know, destiny from halo. 
whatever they did there that separated the two more than likely is related to why they didn't give you any of the forge tools to build your own maps you know it's why they're not cranking out you would think right you would think with how quickly people cranked out maps all the time you know in in halo with forge like why couldn't they consistently have new maps rotating in during seasons or or you know expansions and that's one of the most absent things in destiny to with respect to crucible updates one of the most absent things has been no new maps well something had to have changed you know they even talked about like they even talked about the idea that you know bringing back destiny 1 maps was not as simple as just bringing back the maps they had to rebuild them from the ground up well, you know okay why that take so long <laughs> You know, why that takes so long? There are people that literally build, you know, there's a guy who built Ratchet and Clank in that game Dreams. There are people who have rebuilt, you know, Skyrim in Minecraft. What's the deal here? What's going on? There's got to be something intrinsic to the to the version of Tiger that they use now that, that that's the cause behind this, you know? It just isn't quick. Give me one second. Halo wasn't live service. Well, yeah, I mean it wasn't live service. Like, yeah, why, that, that's not even it, though. You're you're talking about something that's not related to the engine per se. I mean, it, it could be related to the engine. I mean, I I don't know the the engine for all intents and purposes. The engine did did change because of live service. Like, they have to go back in the back end and like add net code so that you can be in a public space and in the tower with people like that is something that has an effect on what is going on but that doesn't necessarily mean that like you can't build a map quickly you know um I, I, I think I, I think that's the main thing is it's like why can't you just build maps why can't you build maps quickly why why can't once a year you guys add like three or three to four or maybe five maps what's the problem here I I don't know it's either not a priority or it's just too difficult or what I don't know it's just it's super super rare for that game to get maps so give me one second guys right now we've transitioned into more of an AMA. Uh, ask me anything off topic gaming questions personal questions whatever if you're a paying member you can use the question command or the Q command to submit a question I'm just moving the the uh, the the recordings from today so we can have them hit the shorts channel They brought back the Halo 2 battle rifle in Halo easily, so I think uh, these guys could do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't... My perspective on it with, with respect to you know the differences between Destiny and Halo is more driven by what felt like a clear priority shift. Like, from where I sat, you know, Bungie just slowly and slowly and slowly deprioritized Crucible and their commitments to Crucible felt like lip service you know and then whoever they put in charge of trials 
they just did a terrible job you know it was like they had it was like hi let me introduce you to the destiny community it seems you've never met them before you don't really understand you know what they're capable of or what they'll do if they if they have the opportunity to control their loot pool you know you you, you don't seem to <laughs> you don't seem to understand like what what folks are going to do you know you don't seem to get it and they they sadly from where i sat just continued to deprioritize it which at one level it made sense the game was never built for pvp i i've continued to say that i don't think the game was ever built for it i think the original conception of that game its engine its abilities its rpg elements its powers its supers its everything was not built with pvp in mind it's why the single greatest cause for imbalance in pvp the entire first two years of destiny one was always related to supers and abilities and powers things that were more than likely designed with the rpg pve elements in mind and not designed with pvp in mind pvp always felt like a tack on to me like they just kind of slapped it on the side and they were like well we need this maybe activision pushed for it um Maybe there was such a creative divide in the initial stages of the game that it just laid really, really bad groundwork for... It laid really, really bad groundwork uh, for the, the 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 foundations of the game to be too, too, too split. Um, I don't know. It never, to me, ever felt like it was a seamless addition. It always felt like it, it, it was like an extra like, side add-on thing. Um, I don't know. 56k strong yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I just the, the PvP numbers are, are right now in the toilet in like the 300,000s, which most companies would kill for that kind of engagement. I mean, the New World Closed Beta is excited about, you know, 200,000 concurrence now that's concurrence that's not total so that's that's an impressive number you know by its own right but you know daily player base numbers in that range aren't terrible but for them they're, they're pretty low it's late in the season though so that's normal you know uh, silent warrior says do you have any speculation on what hazard zone battlefield 2042 will be I think it'll be a similar mode to what the new Rainbow Six Extraction game will be. I mean, yeah, I don't know because they're they're really really big um, right now on promoting the scope and the size and the bigness of the game. So I'm not really sure if they're going to want to go to like a smaller extraction type mode. This could be more this could be more about all the hazards in the game the tornadoes and the storms and everything else uh and that could be how they're wanting to couch it you know like hey you're going to be on this map and these various things are going to be happening uh and then that you know that's going to be that's going to be like the primary driver of the mode i don't know if they're necessarily going to be deciding to go into like the lower um the lower player count like stripped down modes for a few reasons number one that's a really really good way to fragment your player base to have very very different modes in size and scope and when you have different modes in size and scope you end up having people that are like never going in to 
the full modes, never going into the big modes. They're only playing the stripped down ones. Also, it'll seem a little out of brand or out of identity for them to be like, "Hey, let's let's do a let's do a stripped down extraction mode where you know a small team is trying to do this thing." I don't I don't think so. Um, I, I don't I don't think that's the call personally. Um, in in number and number one reason I wouldn't do that is because. I think they need to own their identity and just have a successful launch before they start getting into what might feel gimmicky. It's like, well, that's not really like you didn't sell us on that. You sold us on big, giant landscapes and maps and portal and all these customizations and everything else. And now you have like a stripped down mode like extraction, you know, the tornado is after the campers. You can't hide. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jint with the next question have you played any more new world off stream no I have not if so how are you liking it still and what are some of the aspects you'd want to see changed my biggest issue with new world is combat fluidity I I think that's the biggest dilemma that game has personally they are attempting to launch an MMO that is more accessible and approachable than other MMOs and your your traditionalist MMO fans may find those aspects of the game off-putting. They may feel like the game's too casual, too simple, too watered down, you know, too whatever, whatever, whatever word you want to throw in there. And to a certain extent, they are probably correct in those conclusions. If they feel that the game doesn't really scratch the traditional MMO itch, I don't necessarily think they're wrong in concluding that. I don't. I don't think they're, like, off the mark. I don't think the game is setting out to be that. I don't think so. I don't think the game is setting out to be a traditional, hardcore, play it 25 hours, you know, in in a two-day span uh, MMO. I don't think they're setting out to do that or to be that. I really don't. And... And that's okay, but I also think you run the risk then of saying, okay, well, the traditionalists, they're going to walk away or they're not going to really play the game, you know, long term. They'll be done a week or two in and just feel like the substance isn't there. The, the depth isn't there. So then they walk away. Well, then what are you left with? You're left with the more mid lane, the more casual players, the people that were wanting something to be more uh, approachable right and and because of that because of that they may find the clunkiness in the combat the lack of fluidity the lack of animation cancel they may find that to 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 be somewhat odd dated or unappealing now if you're a fan of an mmo if you've played elder scrolls online if you played world of warcraft the clunkiness in this combat is probably not going to bother you it's probably going to feel like well no this is actually pretty casual pretty easy straightforward combat the clunkiness is not that big of a deal comparatively again comparatively they might conclude that like it's not that big of a deal it's those more casual more you know the people that are like i don't really play mmos they might be the ones that end up rejecting the combat's clunkiness and the question would be then your traditionalist MMO fans walk away. The more casual MMO fans walk away. Who's left in the middle? Is that big enough for continued commercial success? That's the ultimate question. For an MMO, the combat is good. It could be cleaned up and made more fluid, but I think it's a pretty good place. Feels weighty, like my blows have a weight to them. 
I think my biggest frustration is the um is the sense of face tank. I I feel I'm consistently having to face tank and that I I I I find frustrating. In most action adventure games, if I want to play aggressive, parry, block or roll out of the way or whatever, I can do that, okay? And in that game, there were numerous times near the end, that last day that I played where I was fighting those guys with the pitchforks, and I felt it's easier just to face tank than to hit, roll away, hit, roll away, hit, roll away. It just got it just got annoying, right? And so, yeah, I was going to say, WoW is not fluid at all. Everything I've ever seen about World of Warcraft, it, the, the, there's nothing fluid about the, the combat. Um that I've seen. It, it, it's got that clunky MMO feel. Um, so, you know, I, and I don't know what the answer there is. Uh, I don't know what the answer there is. Is that something that I just have to accept? And will most players just be like, no, that's totally fine. That's just garden variety MMO RPG combat. Like, you can't just stand there. You got to keep moving. You got to get out of the way. You got to buff, debuff, block, whatever roll. Um, I found it to be unappealing. That last time I played, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like getting in lots of fights is gonna be is is it gonna be unenjoyable? It's not gonna be something that I look forward to. And you never want to feel that in a in an MMO or an RPG. You want to go out and engage in the content loop. In most MMOs, you will always trade blows with the enemy you are fighting. I get why uh, that is frustrating, but it's part of the tank DPS healer mechanics. You want your tank, uh, you want your tank to be the one getting hit, right? Right. And I think that's the issue. Is you're telling me that's just how an MMO is? Okay. I have a feeling that if I find that unappealing, a lot of the fans that they are trying to appeal to with the more approachable MMO feel, I feel they are going to say the same thing. They're going to say, combat's a little clunky, it's a little face tanky, I don't like it. And they're going to walk away. Why? Well, they're not really an MMO fan yet. You're, you're kind of trying to win them over. And you might, you might, it's really approachable. If a game like that gets its hooks in you, you will eat around the fat. You'll be like, it's fine, I like the game, I'll deal with the clunky combat. If the game gets its hooks in somebody, it doesn't matter. Because I'll be honest with you, I've wanted to go back. I've wanted to go back and play. I've wanted to work on questing and clearing the map and going to the different villages and getting the different benefits and working on the different ranks and things. I've definitely wanted to go back. So there is that potential that if the game's got enough of a hook, the content loop can be a little rough. The biggest streamers out there are saying that New World isn't ready for launch but Amazon won't postpone? Yeah, probably not, no. Never get what you're saying. It's a numbers game. Who's going to feel the game is for them? That's exactly right. Lono, do you think maybe after leveling up some and getting better and different loot and or skills, maybe the combat might get better? Or is it fundamentally meh? This is what it is, uh, Takashi, and this is why I don't have a lot of hope for the combat getting better. It's essentially, it feels like a string of inputs 
that don't flow together a lot of the times. Okay? It doesn't feel... So the lack of fluidity, I don't think, is a skill or an ability or a a mastery issue. It's not like, well, I don't have enough mastery, I'm not high enough level, I'm not high enough this, I'm not high enough whatever. I don't get the sense that that's what's going on. I get the sense that internally the mechanisms of combat are just not functioning all that smoothly. You know? It, it's it's like, is someone going to get better at driving stick and then their, their, their shifting in the car will become smoother and then the ride will become smoother? Or is the car itself inherently shaky and kind of like you ever been in a car like that where you're like, man, are the wheels going to come off? Like, I feel like there's something inherent internal in the game's combat mechanisms that feel kind of clunky there are times where I'm like why didn't I do the thing I wanted to do I had stamina and I just didn't do it like there's a there's a fluidity that's absent it doesn't feel like one thing goes to the next it feels like it's like a string of inputs and then I have to get away and then I do the string of inputs again and then I get away it's not like when you're playing Ghost of Tsushima or Hellblade or Horizon Zero Dawn where on the fly you're like responding to what's happening. It's do this, do this, do this, get out. Do this, do this, do this, get out. And if and if one of those things doesn't fire quite right, you end up getting hit, you end up face tanking, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't seem to flow the way and again, a lot of this is because the game feels like an approachable action-adventure you know, MMO. You would expect the combat to really have a fluidity, and it just it feels clunky. It's so hard to describe until you've played the game. You'll start to feel those clunks, and you'll start to feel those like weird, like the shifter gets stuck, and then you're like, ah, I see what you're talking about now. I've been enjoying uh, the Rapier, SWSH, Firestaff, Ice Gauntlets. Hammer's cool, but like you said, it's it's very, very tanky. Um, hang on. Uh, sandwich. Uh, my wife was asking me what I wanted for lunch. Um, I do say where you're coming from. I played a ton of Terra which was all action combat and the game felt fluid to change skills together and New World doesn't have that fluidity. That's right. Um, oh gosh. Uh, my wife. Uh, my car has a clutch delay valve which does what it says. Makes my practice foot clunky on the clutch. Nothing I can do to counter it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in a car when the front wheel came off. Oh, that's not fun. That's not fun. That's scary. That is scary. I saw it was something on Reddit. There was a guy in a motorcycle and the and the car a, a wheel flew off and just hit the guy in the motorcycle and it was like, "Screw you in particular." It just nailed him. <laughs> so, uh, another more AMA style question. More you guys remember right now if you want to submit more AMA style questions, more off topic questions, feel free uh, to do that. Ashen submitting a question here. So far, what sort of playstyle are you looking for in Dark Souls 3? Right now you're going strength, which is awesome, but anything you'd like to shoot for more? Um, 
I am I'm very like um this, this is going to really surprise you. I'm a very strong-willed person and that translates into my gameplay style. So I have an aggressive uh play style. I like to be in the fight. Now in some games I do like to play more like more parry more parry defense block because I feel like that opens up opportunities to be a, a offensive and aggressive, right? You can't really be offensive and aggressive if the guys are standing there and won't attack you and like blocks everything. So sometimes I like to be more passive, more block oriented. I remember when I played Sekiro and I was playing Madam Butterfly and people were like, "You're you need to just play aggressive. You just got to go you just got to go after her." Okay? You just have to go after her and I wasn't comfortable doing that because I didn't feel confident in my playstyle. So when I'm playing Dark Souls 3, the main thing the main thing that I like doing is sort of learning learning their patterns and then punishing and then punishing them for it. Like when I learn the enemy's pattern, I like just absolutely punishing. Like as soon as I get it and it clicks, like get out of the way and then wham, wham, just nail them. It's, it's, there's that streak of like vengeful aggression in me that that's how I want to play. Um, I don't think I'd ever want to play Dark Souls like range or magic related. I love games. I think this is one of the reasons that Dark Souls and Demon Souls got their hooks in me. I just love sword and shield, parry, dodge, roll, melee combat. I love it because when when if 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 I'm going to play a game like that I kind of want to stay in that lane of it's a melee driven game I don't want to be doing spells and magic and sitting back range that that's I don't know that ends up feeling cheesy to me I can confirm when fighting Lono when we played Warzone with community you guys dumpstered me with your aggressive playstyle yeah I mean aggressive playstyles have their own pitfalls because you end up playing stupid you end up playing kind of dumb and headstrong um, speaking of Dark Souls 3 the deluxe edition is 21 bucks right now on Xbox originally 85 bucks sale ends tomorrow there you go strength is awesome for that yeah 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 um, Yeah, I mean it's just the you know what's funny too when I play a game like Diablo I actually don't want to be the barbarian melee driven and I think it's the lack of parry and the lack of dodge. That's why I never liked it in Diablo. Yeah, your question came through, Mithrax. Yes. No, I've not tried Splitgate yet. I suppose we should. I'm not a big PvP guy, though. So, Splitgate might be one that I record off-stream for 30 minutes, just so if it doesn't go that well, or I'm not really feeling it, it's fine. It's it's a 30-minute video, and then we're done. Uh... We're actually having a premiere video today, Fall Guys Season 5, and the premiere is 25 minutes long. It ends in a very classic Lono way. You guys are going to... You're going to laugh and hate me equally, right? You hate taking damage. My favorite thing in a game is damage mitigation. I love it. 
I absolutely love it. When I am playing Ghost of Tsushima and I see a guy coming at me with a certain attack style and I change my stance and as he comes I perfect parry, there is something just so satisfying about that. When I was doing parries and reposts in Demon Souls, love that. I, I was so in love with it that when I started playing Dark Souls 3, I was trying to do uh, parries and people were like, you gotta stop. This game's about rolling. Like, <laughs> you gotta stop. It, it, that's why I think Sekiro was such a was such an early hook for me. I love damage mitigation. This is why I hated the the end game Delta styled content in Destiny. There was no such thing as damage mitigation. It was hide. That was it. Those were your choices. There's a, there's a mountain. There's an avalanche of damage coming in your way, and you can't mitigate any of it. I hate that. I hate that. I remember really enjoying Fury. Um, that's basically a boss a boss run game where you're always fighting like a new boss. That's actually a great game. That's a really really great game. I wish I wouldn't have gotten so grumpy about it and beat it. I got the sniper irritated the fire out of me uh, in Fury, but uh, yeah, if if there's damage mitigation, oh I'm in. If I can block parry and dodge, that's what I want. Oh. There's something about that. You see it coming, you dodge it, you parry it, or you block it, and then you attack. Man. Yeah, Fury is a really, really enjoyable game. I also wasn't as good of a player back then. I could probably go back to Fury and beat it now and not get so tilted, but that was back when I was dipping my toe into those style of games. Damage mitigation makes me... Yeah, makes you moist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I'm too garbage for those games. It takes the right game. You got to get a taste for it, I think, you know. You have to get a taste for it if if you're if you're really if you're really going to get into it and and enjoy it. Um, you know, I it's it there has to be a catalyst. You know, there has to be a catalyst. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order I think is a good catalyst. Jedi Fallen Order is what made me play Sekiro cuz I played a game where suddenly the combat was really important. And the better I got, the more satisfying it was. And I was like, I'm starting to see why people like these games so much. It's not about checking the box and beating the game. It's about finessing and taking pride in being good or excellent at the game. That, that I think was, that was the Jedi Fallen Order was the catalyst to me, even playing Dark Souls now. I got really irritated on Friday though, right? There is still a there is still a pacing thing with Dark Souls games that I do not like. I absolutely despise beating a boss, beating a section feeling good and then being like, "Oh, I think I'm supposed to go to this next area" and then just getting ambushed by something and dying and being like, "What the frick was that? Like what? Like you know what I'm saying?" That that pacing feels cheap to me. It feels like a sucker punch. Um, it's like, hey, I just beat this boss, beat this area, or hey, here's a new area. Let me go into this new area. And then you just get ambushed. And you're like, what? Now that, unfortunately, I believe is driven by an art decision. I believe there's an art decision made at From Software where they want the world to feel threatening and alive and it's not going to feel threatening and alive if it's predictable 
dark, mysterious, threatening, and alive. Those those identity markers of a Souls game will wither or get diluted if you can kind of know like, oh, I'm safe, or this is a safe area, or oh, I know I'm good for a little while, I just beat a boss. No. Nope. They don't care. They're like, yeah, you just beat a boss? Cool. Come around this corner, yeah, and take this elevator and ha ha ha! You're dead! You're like, what? I just... Oh, come on! Like, that. they love doing that. And that's what they want it to feel like. They want it to feel like dangers lurking around every corner. Dark Souls 3 is rife with that because they knew veterans knew all their tricks, item ganks, and I think they uh, there are more mimics than actual chests. Yeah, they just want to kick you square in the junk because, as you're saying, people started to learn their tricks, but also, I just, I think that's what they want. They want the game to feel alive and threatening and awful. Um, and they they really succeed. Perry is really strong in Dark Souls 3. It's just hard to pull off. Well, everybody that I was, when I was playing Shenanigans, <coughs> excuse me, when I was playing Dark Souls 3, everyone was like, dude, just stop trying to parry. It's not worth it. it it's, it's not worth it, especially in the early game. Now, maybe late game it gets easier or you can invest in a parry build that, like, the window is bigger or something. But everyone's like, no, early game, they're like, you're just going to take a ton, a ton of damage. You're just going to take a ton of damage. Don't don't mess with it. Don't bother. So, um, Do you have a philosophy on the proper difficulty level to play games at when you have a choice? Here's, here's what I think. You should set the difficulty where you're comfortable because comfort is where the magic happens for me. If you're comfortable and you can beat it, that's where the magic happens. That's where I think you can get a taste for, oh, and I'll give you an example. The uh, Jedi Fallen Order and Ratchet and Clank, two completely different games, but because I was comfortable and having a good time, something magical happened, and I was like, I want to play this game at a harder difficulty. I want to play, I want to play Ratchet and Clank at a harder difficulty. What? What? Why on earth? What? What difference does it make? Because I got in and I got a taste for it. Now, this is not me arguing for like an easy mode in Dark Souls, Sekiro, or Demon Souls. But I do think they could say, "Hey, there's an opening area that you can go to. There's like two bosses, and if you go there and you feel like you get a taste for it, then come over to the main game." You know. Because people get a taste for it, and they're like, I'm going to go over to the main game. Now, the main game's still going to kick you square in the jaw, and you're going to be like, what the frick? Like, I, I thought I had a wrangle on this game, right? So for me, for me, there's another philosophy that I would follow that back on. Yeah, I played Ori 1 and 2 on hard, and, and 100%ed both. Ori and the Will of the Wisps on hard, I felt was perfect, except for the worm that you have to run from I actually don't think that runs properly on hard it was really really stupid it was almost it almost felt kind of glitchy he would like speed up and slow down there were different things that he did it was really frustrating that was one of the most frustrated I think I've ever been on stream was and was when I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps on hard and I got to that worm chase sequence it like didn't work properly I smoked the rest of that game no problem 
and I was there for like an hour and a half just absolutely screaming like what is in the world this is so frustrating um, so I will say this I will follow up my philosophy with if you're comfortable that's where the magic happens the second thing I will say is if you feel like a game is so easy that it's not challenging you or that satisfaction's kind of going out the window that's when you might want to consider turning up the difficulty there were multiple times where I was playing Ratchet and Clank where I was like, I should probably just turn up the difficulty now. And the main reason I didn't was I was like, I can save that for a rainy day. I can do a full playthrough of this game on the hardest possible difficulty and and enjoy this another time. That was the main reason I didn't want to suddenly midstream turn up the difficulty. I did I didn't think that was uh, I didn't think that was a good choice. So uh, Mythrax with the next question. When did you start noticing your skills of arguing and leading a conversation, or did you develop those skills? I have an issue when I argue. I always repeat myself, and I don't diversify. Yeah, I mean, there's a variety of things that probably went into this. Some of it's personality-driven, like it's just my personality to... I've been a bit of an entertainer and the center of attention for a really long time. Some of that's being a middle child. Some of that's being short and picked on so when i was in middle school and we were we were kind of poor and they they somehow scraped together the money to send us to this private school i still don't know how my parents did this uh on single income i i still don't i still to this day i'm like how in the world did y'all do that and so it I, i developed a a sense of humor and a sense of being hungry for attention in a way that i think made me feel very comfortable in front of an audience you know acting you know getting into plays uh, that was easy for me I liked the attention it was it was a way to disarm the bullying to make fun of myself and to be goofy and then that makes people like you they like anybody everybody likes to be around the guy that's funny like everybody's like oh man is so and so gonna be there that guy is a friggin riot like everybody likes hanging out with the unless the person's obnoxious they like hanging out with the funny guy and so in middle school that was kind of how I developed into somebody that was extremely comfortable in front of people I was in like different plays at my like my church growing up and then when I got to high school I got into the drama class which again is an area where you develop and hone your skills of just being up in front of people then I got into speech and debate class and I loved it. And I, the reason I wanted to go into speech and debate class is because when I was in middle school, they did a mock trial where we were learning about like, you know, court cases and lawyers and legal processes. And I was one of the lawyers and I was just naturally sort of good at picking apart argumentation and asking questions and different things and I remember getting really really angry because I got really excited that we were doing a good job that I had to sit out a portion of the mock trial and that was that was just devastating I had to sit in the back of the room in a chair because I got too into it my teachers were like I I was I was being disruptive because the class clown entertainer came alive and sort of overrode uh, what they were trying to do and that was and I and I loved it so much so when I got to high school I got into the speech and debate and then I just learned about 
formulating a good argument, dismantling an argument as opposed to dismantling the person. And so this is my freshman year. So speech and debate and drama sort of combined forces into creating somebody that was incredibly comfortable either debating, arguing, or as you're saying, leading a conversation, being in front of people, being the center of attention. My wife has always said that you take over a room and no one cares. Some people come in and they take over a room and everyone's annoyed. They're like, get this person the frick out of here. They're just obnoxious. She's like, you take over a room and no one cares. No one even notices that you're doing it. I don't even notice that I'm doing it. And so the first job that I got that was a job that I actually wanted. I was a paper boy, and then I worked in the factory because I could ride with my dad. I worked in like a glue factory. That was freaking terrible. I hated that. But the first sort of real world not riding to dad in the morning job that I got was at Best Buy. And I was really, really good at it. Because, you know, I was, what? Oh, I was, it was, uh, I was, it was really, you know, it was really disarming. I had, I have, I had a disarming personality. Uh, I do think when you're short, I think people find you more approachable because you're, you just seem like you're, you're going to be like nice. Now, something that weird that's developed over the years is people tell me that I'm intimidating, which I don't understand that because I myself have never sensed that I have that sort of a power a lot of a lot of what people tried to claim about me last year was that I had power and I was intimidating and I used my power in my sway which I never did that's completely made up but I've never seen myself in that way but I think in sales what what ended up helping was that I I could just talk to people and so I worked in the DVD department and uh, the DVD player department, and I was really good at attaching the the extra warranties. I was really, really good at it. One of the managers came over and he said, have they told you that we're number one in the nation right now for DVD attach rates? I was like, no. He was like, yeah. He's like, you're crushing it. He's like, no one's attaching the way that you are. They actually want, they want us to ask you what you're doing. Like, what are your talking points? How are you attaching at such a ridiculous percentage? Usually they wanted you to attach at like a a 30% or something like that. And I was attaching like 75% of the DVD players were leaving with that, with, with with an extended warranty. And I was like, I just talked about what the manufacturers recommend, what the manufacturers cover, what we offer, and how there's nothing worse than then going to play a DVD and it's skipping, you know? Hey, oh, Mr. Vogue. All right, Snow. All right. <laughs> uh, and so we, I was just really, really good at it. So I got, I got promoted pretty quickly there into like a, like a position, like a leadership position. It was, I think it was called a senior. You weren't a supervisor, but you were like right underneath. Um, and so that was really great. And then and, and that was that was sort of how I, I got into every job I basically had after that was sales oriented. I got into a telemarketing job here in Louisville. Then I was at AT&T, which was originally singular. And selling was just in my nature. And the truth of the matter was I 
hated it. I hated selling. My my mom was always like, "You need to be in insurance. You you would make so much money." She was like, "You you would be you would be an absolute killer insurance salesman." And I was like, "Ugh, no. I have no interest in that." It's like I hate selling. I don't like it. And so around the time that I left AT&T, I went and was doing like tech support over the phone just to just for a job. And then I had to quit because I was doing an internship and I was full-time school, 15 hours of school and, and an internship. And so when I got out of that, I, I ended up working for this small tech company, this, uh, this local business, and they wanted me to do graphic design as well as um, their outside sales. So I was doing their outside sales and I was doing their graphic design. I really just wanted to do the graphic design because I was kind of sick of selling. And so they taught me how to network. I had never done networking before. I had always been in a sales job where they come to you, right? You're you're standing there and the customers come in and and you say, "Hey, you know, here's the here's what we have. Take it or leave it." Kind of a thing, you know. Um and so when I was working for this tech company, I got really, really good at networking. And we learned very quickly that the services they were selling, no one needed. I'm going to Chamber of Commerce meetings and network meetings, and I'm meeting with companies that are medium to small, even large, locally owned businesses. And they don't need upper level database management systems integration. They don't need any of that. And if they do need it, they can't afford us, right? So I'm selling extremely high value SUVs in a poor neighborhood that needs like a two-door coupe is what I'm doing. It's essentially what I'm doing. I'm trying to sell luxury, big luxury vehicles to people that have like, that only need a a two-door car to get to work and they can't, they don't want or need the luxury. They can't afford it. So I'm trying to sell something that just would, would never get off the ground. Not to mention some of my biggest sales and some of my biggest opportunities that I found locally. The guy that owned the company was an absolute bull in a china shop. He'd like show up to the meetings and just and just absolutely blow the sale for me. It was so frustrating because like he was really, really good at development. He was so excellent at it, but his personal skills were just, he had like a negative one out of 10. He just, he just would ruin every meeting that he went to. And so I learned through a year of networking that I really, really liked networking. So one night I just told my wife, I was like, I think I'm, I think I might quit and start my own business. And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I just been thinking about quitting and starting my own business. And the next day I went into work, they were like, we're actually going to phase out your position. You've been great, but this isn't working right like our product isn't working locally we're going to take the money we've been spending on your salary and we're going to invest in online marketing because a lot of our clientele that could afford what we offer isn't here in the city and we're not going to pay to have you travel to meet with companies we can use online marketing to find the right clientele and i was like you know what i literally told my wife last night i was thinking about quitting because it wasn't working it wasn't very fulfilling went home that day named my company 
made my ordered my business cards i met with some people that i trusted for input on building a business and networking and i just told them i was like this is what i'm doing this is it i'm pulling the trigger right now and so i just did it i just i just launched a business and uh i remember my wife being like okay are you sure about this (laughs) and uh, i was like trust me i know the landscape i know this city i know the businesses that are in this city I, I can do this first week you know I had already had clients that were kind of waiting for me to do this because they kept asking me to do graphic design stuff for them but I was at a company where that wasn't my job my job was not to like do graphic design for people so I spent a year building that business and that was where I again I think I was honing my skills of leading a conversation uh, being really relational in, in selling the business grew the business had 170 clients total that had used me at least once I had about 20 that repeat used me and I was starting to market a retainer contract where they could pay me a monthly service to have guaranteed hours at a discounted rate so if they didn't use me that was fine and it was a way for me to get more steady income and it was around that time that I went and pitched my services to the one of the largest marketing firms in the city And I met with the CEO. I thought I was going to be meeting with like a low-level art department guy. And I met with the CEO. And the CEO took one look at my work and he's like, yeah, you're not good enough to work for us at that level. He didn't, he didn't hold back. He's like, he's like, you should be in client services. He's like, you're able to sit down with the CEO of a company and talk to me like it's nothing. He's like, the average person couldn't do that. They would be stammering and, and stressing out. He was like, you could talk to some of our biggest clients. He's like, because you're personal, you know, you're well-spoken. He's like, and you understand the art side. He's like, so you could talk to the art department. And I was like, okay. So I'm thinking, this guy likes me. This is going to be one of those dream moments where the CEO of a company offers you a dream job and the pay is insane. You're like, I can't believe this happened. Well, what ended up happening was he was impressed and he wanted me to come work at the company, but the company was structured in a way where they were going to have to put me at entry level initially and see if it worked. And the entrance level was less money than I was making on my own. I was like, I'm making more than that on my own, right? And so I had to turn it down. And I was very tempted to take it. I was very tempted to take it. At that time, though, his input about how you're not good enough was really influential in how I restructured my business. And I ultimately concluded that the business wasn't scalable. I couldn't make enough to scale the business long term to provide for a family, buy a house, start putting money away. Like it wasn't going to scale to a size. It was just going to always get us by, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I came to the conclusion like this, this isn't scalable. And it was around that time that I started making YouTube videos and my friend told me about streaming and then I started streaming. And I remember the first day I streamed. The first day I streamed and had people talking to me, because I didn't understand how it worked. I tried it a couple times and it didn't make any sense to me. But the first day I streamed, I streamed Ori in the Blind Forest. I had like 14 people watching me, which was crazy at the time. To start streaming and immediately have, you know, double-digit viewers is unheard of for the most part, because it's almost impossible. Most people start streaming and stream for months to like two people, you know, their, their, their mom and their chatbot, right? And so... I remember I came up the first day and I told my wife, I was like, I think I can do this. I was like, I, I, I'm going to make a go at this. I love it. It's fun. I'm good at it. I'm, I'm going to make a go at this. 
she was like well as long as you maintain the small business to pay the bills she's like you know I don't see why not and so I would spend the mornings from 7 in the morning to noon streaming I'd break I'd shut down I'd eat lunch and then I'd work on my graphic design projects yeah shout out to your chill wife for letting you do your thing Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, Madam's giving herself a shout-out in the Discord. So, we we basically then spent five years. This is why what happened last year was so devastating, because we spent five years. I, I made a lot of sacrifices. I made, I made so many sacrifices along the way, because it was like, you know, my skills of leading a conversation, captivating an audience, being entertaining, arguing, and debating, right... It made me a great salesman, but se- selling wasn't wasn't satisfying. I, it, I wasn't flourishing as a person, you know? It would be like telling a guy who's really, really strong he would be a great baseball player. And he could be. And he could crack, he could just crack that ball out of the stadium with regularity. But he doesn't want to play baseball, right? It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter how strong he is. It wouldn't matter how many home runs he could hit in a season. It wouldn't matter. He'd be like, I don't want to do it. I don't, you know what I mean? And so for me, I didn't, I did not want to sell. And so the more I've gotten into the content creation, the more we've gotten into dialogue, discussion, talk show driven content, the more I've enjoyed it, and the more I want to do more of it. And this is one of the reasons why we want to launch this personal channel. It's one of the reasons why this channel is now shaped the way that it is. The content that we're doing right now is essentially been shaped by who I am as a person and what I enjoy doing. The average streamer will not sit and debate and discuss things with people. Sometimes it's because they're just arrogant and they don't think they don't want to. They just think they're right because they're right and they don't have the the mental fortitude to actually argue their position. Or they don't, you know, they don't have the humility to consider the fact that they might be wrong. Uh, But that's just not what they're interested in. They just want to sit down, have fun, have laughs. They don't want to do that. Like, it is pretty it can be pretty trying and exhausting to debate a live audience because you repeat yourself a lot um, points and rebuttals get repeated a lot and you know people take swipes at you people can be rude people can be whatever um, and so I started noticing that I got really good at arguing and leading a conversation around the time that we started doing the 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 talks about streaming that led into SNTR Presents that led into me talking about Destiny. It was around that time that I realized I have a I have a I have a I have a gift that I want to hone and sharpen. And to be quite honest, if you go back and you if you were able to watch some of those debates and some of those Q&A sessions, which you can probably find some of them on YouTube, if you can go back and watch them, they're not very good. They're not. They're not very good. There's a lack of liveliness. There's a lack of animation. There's a lack of entertainment value. It's it's a it's a, it can be a little bit. It's surprisingly, you can go back and it's very monotone. Me, yes, very monotone. Also, I was rude back then. I have my days still today where I can be kind of snippy and rude. But man, oh man, was I dismissive and rude back then. And that was something that I just had to have keen awareness to. I was having, we were having a day where everyone was saying when they first found my stream. I forget when this was. This is a while ago. Hang, I gotta eat while we're doing this.
we were streaming on purple and everyone was talking about when they first found my stream and so many people were like I thought you were a jerk and we finally figured out why right my rise in popularity was during a lot of my channel growth and exposure was during King's Fall and our viewership would always spike whenever we got to the end because people could see the thumbnail and they could see that we were at Oryx and that was always when I was in the worst mood because by the time we got there I was annoyed with somebody in the group I was just in a bad mood it was very very trying and frustrating to King's Fall Raid, King's Fall Raid every day, King's Fall Raid and we would always push it too far and we'd always be like let's just do one more let's just do one more so tons of people got exposed to me when I was in like the worst mood I could possibly be in beginning of the day or when we're in the beginning and we're laughing at people falling off of tomb ships and we're laughing at this or laughing at that they didn't see that version of me they saw snippy grumpy angry Lono playing freaking King's Fall Raid and they're like you're just being rude to your team and I'm like okay you weren't here 45 minutes ago this guy's being this guy's being a doofus you know I don't know why I can't see your question it says it grabbed it but it's not on my screen Okay, I got it. So, it was around that time when people started saying that that I realized something. It was like, debating and arguing is great. But if someone comes in and all they get is five minutes of me being rude and dismissive to somebody, they're never coming back, right? They're not going to come back. Also, I was going through a lot of personal changes, right? Um... First day in your chat, I won the raffle, but I was just honestly looking for your Twitter handle. I couldn't play, and I never won another raffle. Well, that's a sad story. Um, something to be said for all of that, though. I liked you because you were kind of an a-hole. Uh, you're way too nice now. Well, I, I here's the thing. I think one of the reasons the channel started taking off the way that it did, which is what what made people come from my head, because they hated the fact that I was becoming essentially directory lead. Um, I think people hated that. We were we were even rivaling uh, Mr. Hamster because he was he was he was unstoppable, especially if there was a new raid or something. Right? They they had that pull. They had that like, oh, they're going to get worlds first or whatever. But near the end, we started outpacing him, which was kind of unheard of. And I think it was because a handful of things happened. Like, I started to change as a person. People started coming back around, and they were like, he's very different now, he's more approachable, he's nicer. Um, you know, he's a lot more, he's, he's just, he's a different person now. He, like, something changed in this guy. 
and that happened in the midst of corridors of time and then the almighty event and it was like a freaking giant snowball of this channel's more fun it's a great place to hang out when there's a dry spell in the game this guy's like he laughs more he's having more fun i had a lot of influence from flyers if you guys remember flyers he influenced me a lot the one year at the conference he's like man you just gotta laugh and smile more he's like people want to be around when you're in that mood you know he's like when you're getting grumpy and you're getting like snippy he's like nobody wants to be in chat when you're like that he's like it just gets kind of tense and so I think we just had like all of a sudden it's like suddenly having a secret sauce and we didn't try to make a secret sauce all the ingredients went in and they were just cooking at the right temperature and we were just taken off like a rocket 6,000 paying members insane viewership Creature still believes he's like there was a Wednesday where you hit 8k he's like that was the day they just they, they decided they were coming for your head he's like it was two days before they did it I actually went and saw if you go back 15 days before they did it was the day I broke my my sub record my view count record and my sub record got broken 15 days prior and there's a video of one of them saying we discussed it for two weeks I guarantee you when I sent that tweet about breaking my my view count, breaking my my paying sub count, uh, and I took that picture when we were at the when we were at the soccer field, that was 2 weeks prior to when it happened. That was the day it started. They were like we have got to freaking take this guy down. He's taking over. He's directory lead. He's got the most subs. He's got the most views. What the frig are we going to do about this guy? And it took him 2 weeks to plan it all out. I mean, even uh, even even uh, even the, the the big man with like a million followers, even he was included in the conversation. No, the picture of the group on the farm was fifteen days before creature. The picture on the farm was fifteen days. I went and found it. It was it was exactly two weeks before, and they and then and then they said we were talking about it for two weeks. The, the one video she even says the name Lupo, like he was a part of the conversation. Like they included everybody in the plan because it was like we got to get rid of this guy. Like what are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah, Takashi. Takashi, you found me through the Ghost of Tsushima streams on my gaming channel. So it's one of those it's one of those things where like um it's 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 one of those things where we were making a secret sauce. I'm eating some apples. We were making a secret sauce and we didn't know we were making a secret sauce. That's why it just happened. 
it it my own therapy my two years of therapy my work in my marriage my work in my relationship it started to bleed over into the streams and into the chats and it just it there was a different energy in the stream there was just a different energy in the stream and and we were unstoppable we were just unstoppable there was no reason to not hang out in my stream for a live event for a reveal to discuss a to discuss a twab twab to discuss an update or a new season like that was the stream you were going to go to Yeah, what's good, Russell? I found you when you were on Fireteam chat during Season of Dawn. I was like, dang, this dude can speak. I always liked going on Fireteam chat because, like, the host of the show was, like, (laughs) he was so inconsistent. It was fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed passively sort of, like, I wasn't rude about it, but I was like, I would point out he was being inconsistent sometimes. Like you're not being you're not being very consistent here. <laughs> if they hadn't have nuked Lono off the directory, I think Destiny would be in a much different place compared to now. There's a reason. There is a there is a there is a reason that a lot of people stop streaming it, even though they could pull big numbers. I just don't think they wanted to be in there anymore. I think they I just I don't think they I don't think they liked that community anymore. Yeah, Hellfire, nobody looks at that. Like, literally days before congratulating somebody on their marriage and them saying, thanks, my man. Who does that? (laughs) Thanks, my man. And then then like a week later, he's awful. Unfollow him. He's trash. Wait, what? (laughs) What is happening? Mithrax says, what advice would you give people that are not necessarily have the arguing skills in their personality to possibly develop those skills in arguing, debating, and to be well-spoken overall? A lot of, I think a lot of the art of debating is, oh man, there's, there, there's a lot to this. There's the art of conversation direction, right? So there's like, there are logistical things you can do to control a conversation that are not viewed 
as rude. The art of using questions to direct a conversation the way that you want it to go, but you're not making assertions, right? You're not you're not making assertions. You would say, "Well, why do you think that?" One of the strongest questions of 2020 and 2021 what evidence drove you to that conclusion what evidence drove you to that conclusion is a really strong question and unsurprising (laughs) unsurprising people don't have good answers to that question a lot of the times but you're in the driver's seat when you ask a question like that June 5th was the soccer field. So much happened after that. The advance announcement. Then 14 later. Yeah. It was two weeks exactly. Yeah. Well, he had been on the round table for a while, though, Dauntless. You have to have sufficient knowledge about what you're debating. People want to argue, but they know very little what they're talking about. Well, Creature <clears throat> creature will tell you, I shoot down topic and opinion ideas because I'm like, I can't talk about that in a way that would I, I, would, I would be comfortable. I don't want to be... I don't want to be... Um, I'd have to be evasive, and I don't want to do that. Now... If we launch the personal channel and we have debates about certain things, I think there will certainly be times where I'm like, I'm not super educated about that. I'd like I I would need to look into that. I'm comfortable saying that about certain subjects. I'm 100% comfortable being like, "You know what? I don't have a good answer for you right now. I'm going to try and come up with a good answer for you." But when it comes to like what we do with gaming and debating and destiny and stuff, it's like people got accustomed to me just being able to enter the landscape and absolutely smoke somebody if they were if they were talking ignorant about destiny that people love that right somebody come in and pop off and be rude and people love that they loved me you know lighten them up you know and and uh, and in certain gaming perspectives and certain gaming topics i'll be like nope not doing that i don't want to touch that i can't i can't speak confidently about it Oh, yeah, I knew what you meant, Salty. I knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a debate, you're not going to listen to somebody who clearly doesn't know what in the frick they're talking about. No, no, no. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me try and reset this question form completely. There we go.
Ow, it says you used to be a D-bag on purple when I first started watching. I, I own that. I know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I was a saint and and lovable and approachable back then. I, st- I still can get really overly defensive at times. It's just, you know, it's part of changing. Oh, yeah, the second half of what I was going to say to answer Mithrak's question... You, you can control a conversation in the debate logistically, okay? Internally, you have to get to a place where the argument is not about you. And this is where virtually every overly sensitive, argumentative, virtue signaling you know tribalistic person on twitter they fail at this every day of their life every subject every position every debate is about them and if you disagree with them it's an attack on them everything is is the h the 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 uh everything is harassing you're harassing them right it's it's harassment Everything is that. Everything is that. They because it's about them. Like they could be debating anything. It could be it could be it could be politics, it could be it could be social justice, it could be it could be video games. And they simply cannot take being disagreed with. It causes this immediate emotional instability in them. And your posture in an argument is one of the most important things like if you have almost like a a relaxed posture where you're not threatened by disagreement I think that's incredibly winsome I find that to be winsome and charming it's one of the reasons I enjoyed watching debates and arguments with people that I didn't agree with about anything but I found them charming and it was like they're they're in this relaxed smug now sometimes they were smug but you know there there's something about that it's like this person this person is not threatened by disagreement and it makes them it makes it it makes it charming it makes it endearing right so i i have found that there's two sides to this to this coin logistically Handling the conversation in a way from control that's not bludgeoning people and being rude, and also having an internal posture of disagreement is not a threat. It's not a threat to me. I, you can disagree with me. You can think I'm wrong about this subject, and I'm not threatened by you thinking that. You know?
<clears throat> I keep saying if you've affected like these people say they were, wouldn't you be screaming and want everyone to hear and not say, I don't want to talk about it anymore? Hellfire, this is what everybody misses in the grand scheme of what happened, okay? They loved talking about it. They talked about it for two weeks. They tweeted about it. They streamed about it. They kept talking about it. They kept posting. The one girl kept posting anonymous stories that were clearly completely made up and fabricated. Okay? When did they suddenly say, I don't want to talk about it anymore? What? What, pray tell, was the sudden shift in their feelings about it? What was it? being exposed as a liar with evidence suddenly they didn't want to talk about it anymore it was like a light switch went off every day for two weeks tweeting brigading ban this guy get rid of this guy he's terrible he's a monster and then (gasps) surprise pikachu face concrete evidence that we've told copious amounts of lies yeah i don't want to talk about it anymore just like that like a, it's like a light switch went off. You know, and then nine months later when people were publicly investigating it, they popped off with some tweets, made mistakes, said things that weren't true, streamed and said things that were both damning and creating massive conflict of interest, had to delete those tweets and VODs, and then all of a sudden they're like, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's just so weird. It was your favorite subject for two weeks. But man, when hard evidence lands on the field, suddenly you don't want to talk about it anymore. And anybody who brings it up is is being a, a such and such. Uh-huh. Man, that's so weird, dude. Your attitude about this changed real fast. All right, see you, Mythrax. why that's not spacing properly why is that not spacing properly oh I'm not full screen one of the things that initially liked about you is that you were from the same town as me what were your favorite places to eat growing up pizza oven and taggarts no we did Krause's pizza not pizza oven and it wasn't taggarts no it was it was Parisons and Krause's pizza
They went from wanting to talk about it every day, if you asked them a question about it, and then you were harassing them. Right, all of a sudden they were being attacked if you asked them a question. They were happy to talk about it until they realized they were getting clipped saying things that were damning, like, we planned it for two weeks. It was because he was so successful. Like, they thought they were free and clear to say that. I applaud the effort it took you and the other guys who were wrongly accused to bring forth all the evidence. Like, it takes a lot of work to compile. Yeah, it took me two weeks to get it all put together. That's the other thing people don't understand. They're like, they're like, but you apologize. And I'm like, I don't understand. So a freaked out apology you think is stronger than concrete evidence? Well, hopefully you never get freaked out and apologize and say the wrong thing. Do you know how many times that's happened in life? People are like, oh my gosh, and they freak out. And they're like, wait a minute, now that I have the full story, hang on a minute. Now the dust is settled and I'm not reacting out of pure emotion and fear. Alright, hang on a second. Hang on. I apologize to my wife all the time, even when I'm right. (laughs) That's right. Boneless or traditional wings? I'm not really a wings guy. The one guy who used to stream with with his other buddy and he tried to weigh in. Well, yeah, because he's just a liar. He's a liar. He says he, he knows me in real life. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know me in real life. I don't even know his real name. I think I said all of three sentences to him his entire his entire existence, right? <laughs> doesn't know me in real life. And then he claimed he was at a purple platform party with me, and somebody asked him for protection. And I was like, which party? And he wouldn't answer. Because I never went to a purple platform party. The only one I ever went to was at E3, and he wasn't there. Probably couldn't afford it, you know. Making less than a burger flipper streaming. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there was a guy just the other day that, that tried to claim he, 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 uh, that there was a, there was, he, he had corroboration with, um, what did he say? Something about the police and third parties. <clears throat> and someone was like, oh, really? And then he deleted the tweet. Just immediately, instinctively lied. And then immediately deleted the tweet because it's like, wait a minute. Law enforcement was never involved, compadre. <laughs> they were never involved. Just public, just claimed that. Just, just claimed it. And it was like, uh... They were never involved, bro. You just claimed that you corroborated this with law enforcement. Law enforcement was never involved, bro. <laughs> and he got really, really mad when people called him on it. He was like, no, it's just not worth the time. Uh-huh. Okay, we're going to set this at the high resolution. That's what everybody said to set this at. Okay. Okay. 
All right, let me give you... Let me make sure this is actually going to work. Okay, it is. Hang on. All right, we're late to gameplay, but that's okay. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider... I'm sorry, not Rise. Shadow of the Tomb Raider got an update on PS5, and we're checking it out. We are checking it out. I'm going to give you a link. Live Redirect has been working better, but in the event that Live Redirect doesn't work, there is going to be a link in chat. There you go. There you go. That's where we're headed, alright? That is where we're headed, and, um, we will be, okay, that's where we're headed. Now, live redirect should take you there. It might even pop up and say, do you want to go to the next stream? Click yes. If you come over for 30 minutes or so, it's super helpful to me, alright? I'll see you guys over there for the live redirect of, of that. When we're done with Tomb Raider, we're going to go over to gaming for a premiere of Fall Guys Season 5. So we've still got more content for you today. We're done with the talk show, the Q&A, the debates, and the back and forth. Now it's time for some gameplay. Come along with us. I'll see you over in the other stream. Again, it should take you there if Live Redirect pops up and asks you if you want to go. Go. If not, you can click the link in chat or go back and refresh my main channel. It'll be the featured video.